Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! 
I don't typically ask, do you remember what happened last time when we started a new book? But we're still in the middle of a story. And we're starting First Kings today, which is very exciting. But It is, and David didn't die. Right. I was wrong about that. Yeah. I was so wrong. Do you remember what happened last time? Other than he didn't die? Right. Uh, Off the top of my head, no. Well, God got mad at the people for some undisclosed reason. And there was a plague and David was like, oh no, what can I do to stop it? Right, right. And he bought some land from this guy to build a altar kind of thing or whatever. Sure. And insisted on paying for it. And then the Lord answered his prayer and the plague on Israel was stopped. Yeah, that that was awesome-ish stuff yeah, I, I guess know, whatever yeah kind of annoyed over the whole thing right but we're still like in the middle still of doing david's David, story huh? yeah yeah so that was second samuel second samuel and that was the end of it was second samuel chapter 24 and now we're starting first kings chapter one today all right before we get into it though i do want to cover one thing because you guys are going to notice something different <gasps> after this little intro here what is it uh it's so it's a special deal that we got set up just for our listeners Ooh. yeah so um stay tuned and you know instead of our normal mediating uh intro music you're gonna have this for a bit okie dokie so you know here it goes hey wife do you like coffee in the morning i sure do husband morning noon night which reminds me i need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low wait before you do that check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee what if i more than one pound. Either order a larger amount, or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks, or a month, or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal! Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Mm. Okay, First Kings, chapter one. Okay. This is so exciting, starting a new book. Yeah. And also, we're starting it in August, which is really cool because um, it's our two-year anniversary. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. This month. And our 300th episode this month. Holy shit, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like it's been that long, honestly. No, it really doesn't. But August is it for us, man. Awesome. It's going to be a good month. Yeah. No, I agree. So, okay, let's get started. Just one more thing on a quick note is good things. At the beginning of next month, so like, you know, we get to this awesome August, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to be down at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention. Oh, yeah. And we might get to meet some people that like, maybe even have, you know, listened to us. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Oh, my God. So if you guys are anywhere near Louisville, like, you know, September 3rd, Kentucky Free Thought Convention. That is scary. Right? That is scary to me. (laughs) The thought of meeting... (laughs) listeners face to face so if you want to scare wife you know definitely show up yes definitely yeah. do. that would be awesome right all right let's get this started yeah sorry king david was now very old no, okay okay yeah he was. He was he's very, very old, old. And no matter how many blankets covered him he could not keep warm oh poor guy is cold all the time he needed happens. to move to florida he did he needed yeah. to move to florida right but it, that happens when you're old you yeah get cold all the time right i look forward to those days because <laughs> i've been hot Every day, all my life. Right. And it's not a menopausal thing. It's not a womanly thing. It's just, I'm hot. I'm fucking hot. Yeah. I have the fires of hell burning within. Right, right. So his advisors told him, let us find a young virgin to wait on you and look after you, my lord. 
She will lie in your arms and keep you warm. Oh my god. Yeah. That that's all you need. Because the the thousands of wives that he's collected yeah. is just not enough for him. He's got to have some new young virgin for They're him. They're not virgins. They've already fucked. I know, but what does it matter if they're a fucking virgin or not? He needs a virgin. Whatever. He needs that tight, tight pussy. Whatever. You know. It's a bunch of bullshit. You know how it is. Okay. So they searched throughout the land of Israel for a beautiful girl. And they found Abishag from Shunem and brought her to the king. I bet she was excited. The girl was very beautiful. Mm. And she looked after the king and took care of him. But I bet she did. Hey. Hey. Get your mind out of the gutter. The king had no sexual relations with her. It says so right here in the Bible. Mm. Okay. 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 Do you believe that? Maybe he had erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's true. <laughs> I mean, she didn't have much choice in the matter. He needed some and of that. What's it called? What's the the medicine called? Viagra. Viagra. Yeah, he needs some of that Viagra. Oh my god. Whatever. The whole thing is so a little stupid. blue pill. Why does she have to be beautiful to keep him warm? Well, because I mean, I don't know. God forbid he lay next to an ugly woman. Right. I think I think his people were trying to get him laid. Yeah, and, probably. And he's like, I Because all his wives were sick of his shit. Right, yeah. Okay, so about that time, David's son, Adinajah, whose mother was Haggith, began boasting, I will make myself king. <laughs> what? Okay. Wait, his, his... His son. His son. Oh, okay, okay. Adinajah. Okay. This doesn't, Ad- this doesn't go Ad- well for other sons Adana- that have tried this, buddy. Yeah. So this doesn't go well for other sons that have no, tried this. No, no. So he provided himself with chariots and charioteers and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. Okay. Because that's very kingly. Right, yeah. It reminds me of guys with, like, their Lambos and, right. you know, the more cars you have and the faster they go, the more kingly you obviously are. Look at how many charioteers that guy was able to hire to, to ride in those chariots. Oh, <gasps> That is amazing, hot. I'm right? going to vote for him. Yeah. Mmm. I love a Definitely fast gonna car. Definitely going to blow the horn for that guy. Like, that's so funny because every time we see a car, like, zoom past our house and they, like, go, Rrrr! I'm always like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Ah, oh, I need him. Like, that's literally <laughs> because, honestly, when somebody does that, like, what else are you thinking except for, I'm awesome. I'm right. hot. I'm, I have car go fast equal big dick. Right. Come on. That's exactly what that means. So all I'm doing is just calling him on it. Right, right, yeah. Now his father, King David, you know, yeah, had never disciplined him at any time, even by asking, why are you doing that? That sounds like a bad way to raise a kid. It really does. Yeah. So no wonder your son is a Right, dipshit. yeah. Spoiled piece of, you know, crap. Yeah. Adonijah had... I keep saying his name wrong because the J is a Y at... Adonia, 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 Adonia. That's probably what it is. Okay, okay. sorry right. guys. Okay, I'm getting my shit together. Adonia had been born next after Absalom, and he was very handsome. Uh, all David's sons were. I thought gorgeous. Solomon was born after Absalom. I thought so too, but he has a different mom, so so maybe it was okay. Yeah, they might have been born at the same right. time. Who okay. fucking knows? Got it. Adoniah took Joab, son of Zariah and Abiathar the priest, into his confidence, and oh. they agreed to help him become king. Oh, oh Joab. Joab, what, what you the doing? fuck, man? But I wonder if this is less an indictment of Joab being a dick so much as that, but he has always put the kingdom first. Well, he's always put King David first. Like, he killed good men in order to kill a guy for King David. But he might have done that less to keep 
King David happy and more to keep King David on the throne because he was the rightful king. Like, it might have been a roundabout way of making sure that there was stability in the kingdom. But technically, because he's, you know, anointed by God, David is the correct and right king for Israel until his death. Right, but Joab might have been trying to make sure that that stays true. Okay. Because just because he's anointed by God doesn't mean that people are going to go along with it. Right. No, I agree. Look, I'm just trying to think of a reason why Joab might switch teams. I think that he's just... An opportunist? Yeah, yeah. Could be, could be. But Zadok, the priest, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shammai, Ray, and David's personal bodyguard refused to support Adoniah. Mm. Well, I like okay. how Nathan made a comeback. Gad, I didn't hear anything about Gad. No, I don't know but where Gad is, Nathan but Nathan's is here. still around, apparently. Yeah. Adoniah went to the stone of Zohilith near the spring of Enrogel, where he sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. Okay. He invited all his brothers, the other sons of King David, and all except for, you know, the dead ones. Right. Well, yeah, that's kind of hard to invite them. <laughs> and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet or Benaiah or the king's bodyguard or his brother Solomon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. He, so not so all So Solomon the... is trying to be... Well, he's he's on David's side, apparently. Well, he's I like, mean, he's supposed to replace David. That was my understanding. That's yeah. why I was like, is he the second born or is this guy the second born? Like, what's going on here? I don't know, but it's not good. Because I know that at some point they said he was second born. Solomon was. Yeah. So I don't know what that's in reference to or why this guy's all of a sudden the second born, but... It's not good. I am curious about that a little bit. Well, and I wonder, like, he... I, I don't know if his mom is a wife or a concubine. And so I think that has something to do with, regardless of the order of birth, um, even if you're born secondary, if you are, if your mom is a wife, I still think that that makes you above, quote unquote, sure the sons of concubines. Got it. So okay. it might have been that Solomon was second born, but only to a wife. Got it. Whereas there may have been several born ahead of him, but they were born to concubines. Okay. Right. right? I mean, does that make sense? I mean, as much sense as the Bible can make. No. I yeah. Guess. Definitely. Sure. Within Bible canon, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I and I don't know that that is true. I'm just putting it out there that that's a possibility. Right. Right. So then Nathan went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Yeah. So we got the Nathan, the prophet guy, goes to Bathsheba. Okay. And asked her. Haven't you heard that Haggith's son, Adoniah, has made himself king and our Lord David doesn't even fucking know about it? Wait, he already made himself king? No, They were planning on making They said he has made it. He said he had made himself king. Yeah, but I mean. Right. He's in the process of. Okay. I don't know. If you want to save your own life and the life of your son, Solomon, follow my advice. And I hope Bathsheba does this. Right. Because she and her son are about to be in trouble. Probably. Maybe. Go at once to King David and say to him, My lord the king, didn't you make a vow and say to me, Your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. Right. Why then has Adoniah become king? And while you are still talking with him, I will come and confirm everything you have said. Got it. So he's making her go in ahead of him. So that... I don't know. They're setting the stage. They're trying to like... like, Convince him If he just goes there and says, I want to be king, he's going to be like... I'm king. But what this the fuck, is, man? 
but this is Nathan saying to Bathsheba, right? Me and you need to go convince David right. of what's happening. But if she went, if she went in and mm. said, "I want my son to be king," right? That sounds self-serving. But why can't Nathan just go straight to David? Because they don't want to seem like it was, um, you know, conspired to do this. Got it. Okay. okay. Probably. I mean, that's just my guess. So Bathsheba went into the king's bedroom. He was very old now, and Abishag was taking care of him. Yeah. Remember, yeah, that was parentheses voice I should have used, but yeah, right. whatever. It was repetitive bullshit is what it was. Right. Bathsheba bowed down before the king. What can I do for you? He asked her. And she's like, mm, you already did enough, stupid ass. <laughs> right. She replied, my lord, you made a vow before the Lord your God when you said to me, your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. But instead, Adoniah has made himself king. And my lord, the king does not even know about it. Right. I didn't know about it till five minutes ago, but I'm not going to mention that. Right. He has sacrificed many cattle, fattened calves, and sheep. And he has invited all the king's sons to attend the celebration. Except for Solomon. He also invited Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, the commander of the army. But he did not invite your servant Solomon. Right. And now, my lord, the king... All Israel is waiting for you to announce who will become king after you because, you know, you old. Right. And you're cold. Yeah. Well, it looks like somebody already announced it for him. Mm Mm-hmm. So. If you do not act, my son Solomon and I will be treated as criminals as soon as my lord the king has died. Why are they going to be... There's got to be some backstory here. Like, why is Solomon the only one that doesn't get invited? Why are they going to be treated like criminals? Like, what's... Why is it that... He is different than the other brothers that they're inviting to this. Because he was the one that was named as king. And so, so he's trying. So okay, all right. He's usurping the throne. Right. Okay. Let's so, just. I mean, I just, they, they said that they're waiting for them to announce who's for him to announce who's going to be king. Right. But he's not waiting. He's fucking going ahead and announcing, "I'm fucking king." Right. So right. There's no waiting to be had here. No, I know. You know, he, he's just like I'm king. Right, but. He figures if he goes ahead and gets everybody on board with it, then it doesn't matter. Right, right. But also, if David dies in the meantime, then it's already a done deal. True, true. And so, knowing that Solomon was already named early on, he will immediately have him put to death. Right. He's just he's just usurping, that's all. Right. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived. So... It's like, hey, let's do this thing. And then they tell us the whole fucking thing. And then, like, the thing happens and they tell us all well, over again. Well, that's the way it's been through the whole usual. book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The king's officials told him, Nathan the prophet is here to see you. Nathan went in and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Nathan asked, my lord the king, have you decided that Adoniah will be the next king and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has sacrificed many cattle, fattened calves, and sheep. And he has invited all the king's sons to attend the celebration. He also invited the commanders of the army and Abiathar the priest. They are feasting and drinking with him and shouting, Long live King Adoniah! Wow. But he did not invite me or Zadok the priest or Beniah or your servant Solomon. Right. We're kind of fucked if you don't do something. Yeah. Dude. You want to get up off your fucking bed and yeah. drop your virgin and, you right? know, be a king? Yeah. Fuck face. Has my lord the king really done this without letting any of his officials know who should be the next king? Yeah. They're like, the it's fuck? Good, que- good question. Fucks up, man. So King David responded, call Bathsheba. Wait, isn't she already there? I guess she left when Nathan came in. They they skipped that part. Right? Yeah. The fuck? Call Bathsheba. So she came back in and stood before the king, and the king repeated his vow. As surely as the Lord lives, 
who has rescued me from every danger. Your son Solomon will be the next king and will sit on my throne this very day, just as I vowed to you before the Lord, the God of Israel. Okay. Right. You know what? I bet she was sent out when Nathan came in because, probably. you know, women aren't allowed to be around when men talk, probably. Yeah. yeah Unless we're... they're specifically allowed right. by Unless they've whatever. been ordered to or whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah. Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground before the king and exclaimed, May my lord King David live forever. But he's not. He's old. He's right. dying. Right, yeah. That's I hate why, that That's phrase. why we're putting the new king up because... Yeah. He's going to be dead soon. Then King David ordered, call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Nathan, Nathan <laughs> the prophet, who's actually standing right here. Right. <laughs> Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. When they came into the king's presence, the king said to them, take Solomon and my officials down to Gihon Spring. Solomon is to ride on my own mule. There Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king over Israel. Blow the ram's horn and shout, long live King Solomon! I feel like maybe King David is a little, um, maybe got the dementia type thing mm -hmm. going on here. Because, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. he's calling for people that are, like, right there. <laughs> so, maybe he doesn't quite know what's going on. Or maybe this story is, like, leaving out the, they left the room, they came back in, I they guess, left the room, I they guess. came back in. It could be. Could it just be. seems like they always include the repetitive stuff, but suddenly right. they decided to delete some of it. So, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. what's happening? Then escort him back here, and he will sit on my throne. I gotta be honest, okay? I gotta cut myself off here just for a minute and interrupt the story. Every time it says "sit on my throne," I keep thinking that it says "sit on my face." <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why. Yeah, that would definitely be a mistranslation. That for would sure. definitely, but it's what like keeps flashing through my mind. Yeah. Momentarily. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm a child. What can I say? Okay, moving on. He will succeed me as king, for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. So both, you know. Right, the whole... instead of just appointing them to one. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And let us never forget, though, that Judah used to be part of Israel, but no longer is. Right. Well, When they split up, they stayed split. Yeah, but, like, they've now united under one king. So it feels like when that happened, they should have reunited as one Israel. But they didn't. I know, but it's really dumb that they didn't. But they're not. Because they're not really together. They're kind, kind of, of still separate. Well, and it's kind of like the United States. You know, we're all different states and we're all united under one. But and are then we there's though? Texas. Yeah. You know, so. You know, are we? <laughs> are we all one? I don't think we are. Some right. states keep trying to secede from the nation and, you know, others are like, you got no rules over me. You right. have no power over me. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. Right. You know, people gonna people. Mm -hmm. Amen! Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, replied, May the Lord, the God of my Lord, the king, decree that it happen, and may the Lord be with Solomon, as he has been with you, my Lord, the king, and may he make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yay. Maybe you can take down two giants with a slingshot. Mm, wouldn't double, that be fun? Double shot. You know, double, double head shot. Double barrel buck shot. <laughs> so Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and the king's bodyguard took Solomon down to Gihon Spring with Solomon riding on King David's own mule. There, Zadok the priest took the flask of olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with the oil. Then they surrounded the ram's horn. Oh, not surrounded. They sounded it. Things were so much cooler back then. They had sacred tents and ram's horns to blow mm -hmm. and, like, burr, you know, burr, burr. Um, oil to anoint things with. Like, things just sounded so much cooler. Like, can you imagine if you walked around anointing things today <laughs> and, like, <laughs> pitching a sacred tent? You know, like, it's a sacred tent. It, it houses the sacred oils you pitch a to sacred anoint tent? the sacred rocks. You pitch a sacred tent? <laughs> 
Then they sounded the ram's horn, and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! I mean, do you want to see the President of the United States get anointed, and do you want ram's horns to blow? No, but I think it would, I just, I think it would be really funny to just, like, for, like, a week, just walk around and, and pretend like you're some big shit in the fucking Bible, and anoint things and build altars, and, you know, just do all these things that they do in the fucking Bible, because it would be funny. When we, I'm building a rock altar of, to, to me... When we um, go to the convention, we could bring some rocks with us, and we could there anoint go. them throughout That's, the day. <laughs> rock, st- <laughs> the, rock stacking's a thing, you know. I know. Like, we should just bring, like, a big pile of, like, gravel rocks and just, like, we're just doing rock altars to nothing. Yeah, we're for building, whatever, we're, we're anointing we're, them. Mostly we're just bored, but, you know. <laughs> we're anointing them. And yeah. we should bring a ram's horn and just, like, blow it every hour. There you go. There you go. Burr, 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 burr. Time we, to anoint could, a rock. If we could get our hands on a, a ram's horn, we would do that. But I don't, I don't know where the fuck to find a ram's horn at. I mean, we could always get one of those, what are they called? The, um, oh, what are they called? The megaphone. We could get just a megaphone well yeah and we yeah. could just like or really we just play the sound on our fucking phones okay that's fair so that's fair just saying okay yeah we could do that yeah let's do that all right i'm gonna build altars and they might get annoyed the with us they'll be like you guys are never coming back y- y- y'all got to go <laughs> and all the people follow solomon into jerusalem playing flutes and shouting for joy oh i need okay. me a flute yeah i gotta play a flute right the celebration was so joyous and noisy that the earth shook. Holy shit! With from the sound. flutes and joy. Flutes and joy shook the motherfucking planet. Some flutin' and joying to like. The I have max. never That's, experienced such a lot joy. Of flutes and joy. I would love to experience so much joy. It's a fuck ton of joy. I'm just trying to think like of the best orgasm I ever had, <laughs> and that is joy. But it never shook the earth. <laughs> It shook, but it didn't shake the earth. Right, right, yeah. Adoniah and his guests heard the celebrating and shouting just as they were finishing their banquet. Oh. When Joab heard the sound of the ram's horn, he asked, what's going on? Yeah. Why is the city in such an uproar? Right. They were not invited. Mm -hmm. No, they weren't. (laughs) And while he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiathar the priest, arrived. Come in, Adoniah said to him, for you are a good man. You must have good news. Ugh, not at all, Jonathan replied. Our lord, the king David, has just declared Solomon king. The king sent him down to Gihon Spring with Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada, protected by the king's bodyguard. Yeah. They had him right on the king's own mule. Wow. And Zadok and Nathan have anointed him at Gihon Spring as a new king. They have just returned, and the whole city is celebrating and rejoicing. What's more, that's what all the noise is about. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's what all the noise is about. What's more, Solomon is now sitting on the royal throne as king. Yeah, you guys fucked up. Yeah. Shouldn't have done this, like, backstabby anointing Mm-mm, a king thing. Y'all in trouble. And all the royal officials have gone to King David and congratulated him, saying, May your God make Solomon's fame even greater than your own. Right. And may Solomon's reign be even greater than yours. Then the king bowed his head in worship as he lay in his bed. And he said, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who today has chosen a successor to sit on my throne while I'm still alive to see it. How do you bow your head while you're laying in bed? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then all of Adonai's guests jumped up in panic from the banquet table yeah, and they quickly did. scattered. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, fuck me. We are in so much trouble. Right. Adonai was afraid of Solomon, so he rushed to the sacred tent and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. 
Word soon reached Solomon that Adoniah had seized the horns of the altar in fear. Oh, shit. And that he was pleading, let King Solomon swear today that he will not kill me. <laughs> Solomon replied. Maybe you shouldn't have just gone behind your dad's back and like right? announced yourself king, idiot. Sucks to suck, doesn't it? You get caught, you gotta pay your crime, right? right? That was really dumb. Stupid. Solomon replied, if he proves himself to be loyal, not a hair on his head will be touched. But... If he makes trouble, he gonna die. Yeah. So fair enough. You, yeah. I mean, that's you fair. know, I'm giving you a chance. Repent, right. bitch. Right. <laughs> so, oh, I lost my place. Sorry. So King Solomon summoned Adoniah, and they brought him down from the altar. He came and bowed respectfully before King Solomon, who dismissed him, saying, "Go on home." The end. Hmm. That was a, that, that was, was an easy reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, He's I, like, I expected there to be a I war got, again. I got my eye on you, asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there's a war later, probably. Oh, I'm sure. Like, they're I'm probably sure. going to be like, eh, we were just kidding. We're still going to try to be king. So, like, uh, we'll see you on the battlefield. Right. But I got to get some more people first and, like, right. you know, move out of town before I build this army. So. Right. But, I mean, Solomon's doing it the right way, though. He's like, I'm showing everybody that I'm just as nice right. and good and da- as David. I'm not going to kill my brother. I'm not going to be the one that caused problems. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to let it ride. Joab would be in some deep shit if you ask me. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck, man? I'd be like, you need to uh, move out right? of the castle. Yeah. You're, you're also demoted. If if, right? if you're even still working for us, you're demoted. Right? Yeah, that's worrisome. But that's it for First Kings chapter 1. Okay. Well, I'm starting a new book. This is uh, our 11th book of the Bible, I believe. Is it? Yeah. I'll have to count and get back to you. That sounds about right, though. It's, I'm, I'm always amazed. We're just... Moving right along. I mean, just, two years, you know, so. But we're, but we're reading the Bible. We're like, reading the I've, Bible, man. I've never read any of the Bible at all. And now I can literally say that I have read a good portion of it. Yeah, and I actually know quite a bit about it at this point. So, yeah, like, yeah. That, that part is amazing to me. Is, amazing. And, and not, like, in a religious way, just no, in a, I oh, never, I, huh. I, I never had any interest in learning. Like, okay, I take that back. There has been points in my life where I was like, what's this shit? And was curious about it. So, like, and, and I had friends that were religious, so I was like, why why can't, why aren't I in this club, you know? Right. But the truth is, for the most part, I didn't ever have much interest. And other than, why is it fucking up society? Right. And uh, so that's, that's the biggest reason we're doing this, especially with all the fucking that's going on right now of society. The so, fuckery. Yeah. 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 So... This is the only way I could ever read the Bible, and I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. So. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm having fun. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it for today. So <laughs> we will see you guys tomorrow for uh, that was. I'm sorry, I did it wrong. You did it wrong. That was First Kings chapter chapter one. one, and tomorrow we'll see you guys for First Kings chapter two. See you guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, let's see. David had his uh, people get him a uh, virgin. Be- beautiful to, virgin. you know, take care of him. A beautiful virgin. But then he didn't do anything with her. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. And um, then one of his sons decided he wanted to be king, so he just named himself king. Adoniah. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. And, and then Solomon's mom and, and Nathan were like, Bathsheba. Uh, Yo, what the fuck, man? Right. And then... David was like, yeah, now I'm making Solomon king. And then 
And then Adonaya was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Womp, womp. And then um, they were like, kill him. And then uh, Solomon was like, no, as long as he behaves, it'll all be good. Right. So yeah. he, Solomon's king. Right. Solomon's king. That's where we're at. Okay. So that was First Kings chapter 1. It was. And today we are getting into First, First Kings. Kings chapter 2. All right. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, First Kings chapter 2. Okay. Oh, I almost read the headline and then I forgot we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so, okay. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Okay, ready? I'm ready. As the time of King David's death approached, he gave this charge to his son Solomon. Beware of... Joab. Joab. <laughs> <laughs> like, we already know that one's coming. Right, yeah. I am going... Where everyone on earth must go someday. Yeah? The great beyond. The dirt. The tomorrow land. <laughs> Take courage and be a man. Yeah. And unless you want to be a woman, right, which is then fine do whatever. Too. You be you, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to assume your gender. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Be a man. No, be whatever makes you feel like you are your you truest self. You can be a solid self. woman if, I, if you want. Be, just be your truest self is what I would say. Whatever you are comfortable yeah. being, be that. Okay, so, but he says, be a man, observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways, even though he is a fickle fuck. Yeah. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. Even though I had like a hundred wives and a thousand concubines and right. I let ten of them get raped. Yeah, David was not good at this. No, so, no. I'm and not also, sure what... Two well, right, of my he has sons, to pass on, you know, advice here. Two of my sons tried to steal my fucking crown because right? I couldn't discipline anything. Yeah. And, yeah. He even said as much. I know. Yeah. Yeah. If you do this, all this behavior stuff. Right. Then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. Mm. He told me, if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. Now, that's real funny because they changed he, that. He had told uh, Noah way back when, one of your guys will always, always yeah. well, I carry think even the end. When he talked to David the first time, mm -hmm. I think it was not, there wasn't a caveat to no, it. No, no. Now there's like, a stipulation. Yeah. So that's cute. Right. That's cute. Yeah. At first, yeah. They probably just left that bit out. You know, they're mm -hmm. like, eh, we don't need to write all those words. Not you know? all those words. Yeah, right? just some of those words. I mean, those were myth. This is real. Right, yeah. <laughs> and there was something else. You know what Joab, son of Zariah, did to me when he murdered my two army commanders, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Je Jether, Jether, Jether. See, these were backhanded things mm -hmm. he was doing. Yeah. Yep, yep. He pretended that it was an act of war, but it was done in a time of peace, staining his belt and sandals with innocent blood. Yep. Do with him what you think best, but don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Oh, damn. Damn, he's like, kill him. Well, I mean, he's like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. You use your best judgment, but probably, probably stab him. Yeah. <laughs> probably chop <laughs> his head off. Maybe a few times. Yeah. Probably poison him. Yeah. Probably just don't get him a beautiful virgin. Right. Kill him. Right. Yeah. Be kind to the sons of Barzillai of Gilead. Make them permanent guests at our table for they took care of me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember Shemaiah, son of Gera, the man 
from Bahiram in Benjamin. He cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Manaheim. Oh, remember that one guy? He just kept cursing him, and David was like, oh, yeah. kill him, just let him curse me, whatever. Right. God put those words in his mouth. Yeah. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him, but that oath does not make him innocent. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It's like, I, held, I, I wrote that in my notebook. Yeah. And I kept it. And I'm on my yeah. deathbed he's and like, I'm just telling you he's some like, things. Somebody else could have, I mean, just saying, somebody yeah. else could avenge it. Yeah. I'm just, you know, writing down my notes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going down my list. You are a wise man and you will know how to arrange. Oh, how to arrange a bloody death for him. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> forgiving somebody and not taking vengeance on them, but waiting till your deathbed to then take the vengeance through somebody else. Right. Is not magnanimous, like, you no, know, behavior there. you don't get cookies for that. Right. No gold stars, David. Yeah. No gold that's stars. That's still shitty behavior. Right. Because that's even worse because you held on to that right? shit for decades. Yeah. Like how fucking petty, right? Yeah. Because at Jesus. this point, at this point, if the guy gets murdered, he won't even remember what he's being murdered for. Right. He'll be like, Jesus, over that shit? Right. Yeah, that was like fucking eons ago man that was like 50 years ago what the fuck like this that's not cool no honestly no it's not i mean there are some people that i hated a long time ago and i don't even remember them or why i hated them right right and that's and i I don't get the impression that people just out in the world like if somebody cursed them that they're just allowed to kill them no i don't think so you know like that's not how that works but because he's king of course right right you know there's special privilege for them for killing people of course it's good to be the king i guess said this many times yeah then David died. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. So those were his last words? Because I thought we already heard David's last words. I don't know. His last words were a song, remember? These were David's last words? Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. That was a couple chapters ago? Yep, it sure yeah. was. So I guess those weren't his last words. I guess not. Because these were his last words. Right, and they were about vengeance. Yeah, nice. Well done, David. Yeah. You're a good guy. Nah. Then David died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. David had reigned over Israel for 40 years. Yep. Seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. Nice. Solomon became king and sat on the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. Fair enough. I mean, other than that revolt that tried to happen right before he became king. Right. But then David and Solomon and all the guys went down and did it together and got him anointed. Yeah, I know. But like, I, I I don't trust that that's settled exactly. I don't know. It we'll seems settled. We'll see. Seems settled. One day, oh, never mind. <laughs> One day, Adoniah, whose mother was Haggith, who cares? Yeah. Came to see Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Now, if you were Bathsheba and this son of a bitch came up to you and was like, hey, what's going on? I merely tried to have you and your son tossed out of the kingdom. Right, right. Like, I was just usurping the throne. What's up? Yeah. What? How would you feel about that? You're Bathsheba. What do you say? I mean, I'd be like, why are you here? I would be like, how about don't? Right. How about no? Right. Whatever it is, the answer is no. Like, you and I have nothing to say to each other without a witness. Right. (laughs) And probably several witnesses at that because I no longer trust anybody ever. Right. Bye. Um, So she says, "Um, have you come with peaceful intentions? Fair question. He's a dick. Right. Yes, he said. I have come in peace. In fact, I have a favor to ask of you. Oh. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? She asked. He replied, as you know, 
the kingdom was rightfully mine. What? All Israel wanted me to be the next king. Oh my God. But the tables were turned and the kingdom went to my brother instead. For that is the way the Lord wanted it. So now I just have one favor to ask of you. Please don't turn me down. <sighs> what is it? She asked. <laughs> <laughs> I added the sigh, but I can just imagine that. Right. I mean, I don't even understand why she's like asking, what is it? Right. Like run away. Get yeah. away from him. So what is it? She asked. He replied, speak to King Solomon on my behalf, for I know he will do anything you request. Ask him to let me marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem. Oh, that was the girl that was taking care of David. Oh, it was. Yeah. Damn. These boys be nasty. They always fucking their dad's <laughs> concubines and whatnot. I mean. I mean, you know, that's why they said that she didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's apparently important. Right? I, we wondered at the time why they bothered to mention that. Right. And we didn't believe it anyways. Yeah. I, Bathsheba replied, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon, her son, you know, to yeah. speak on Adonai's behalf. The king rose from his throne to meet her, and he bowed down before her. When he sat down on his throne again, the king ordered that a throne be brought for his mother, and she sat at his right hand. Hmm. I have one small request to make of you. Oh, she said. I hope you won't turn me down. <laughs> what is it, my mother? He asked. You know I won't refuse you. Then let your brother Adoniah marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem, she replied. How can you possibly ask me to give Abishag to Adonai? What does it yeah. matter? I King mean, Solomon okay, demanded. Like, I'm not a fan of like just giving women to guys, but like in this context, right? In this, in this book. Because... What does it fucking matter? Okay, actually, okay, I have to accidentally step into Asimov Book Club land. Okay. Because literally today I was reading some and I was reminded of the time that, um, um, what's his name? Absalom, when he tried to take over the kingdom and he slept with his father's concubines, right? Yeah. And then also, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the oldest of um, Abraham's sons. Um, oh. oh, I can't remember what his name was, but he also fucked one of Abraham's concubines. Ah. So it's a very, um, power move thing. Got it. It's, Got it. it's like, if you are trying to establish yourself, it demasculates or emasculates. Right. What is the correct word? Emasculates. Emasculates. It emasculates the person whose concubine you are fucking. Got it. Like, it's, it's just a complete leadership power move. But it's David's all dead, man. so, like, what does it matter? It doesn't matter because he was still the king. And so, A, he, um, Abishag was David's, right? Right. So, so then became Solomon's. And then became Solomon's. So it's a double slap in the face. Got it. If that happens. So this Adonijah kid, he is on purpose trying to make moves. And trying to be insulting and gross. And Bathsheba should know better, honestly. Right. But, you know, women are just dumb vessels for semen. So, right, what right. the hell does she know? But, anyway, he's like, the fuck? No! You might as well ask me to give him the kingdom. <laughs> you know that he is my older brother. And that he has Abiathar the priest and Joab son of Zariah on his side. Right. Then King Solomon made a vow before the Lord. May God strike me and even kill me if Adoniah has not sealed his fate with this request. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Right. I mean, honestly, 
knowing what I know now about what it means to sleep with your yeah. your father's uh, concubines or any man's concubines, yeah, yeah, that's not cool. Right. He continued, the Lord has confirmed me and placed me on the throne of my father, David. He has established my dynasty as he promised. So as surely as the Lord lives, Adoniah will die this very day. Well, that'll solve I mean, that problem. It's. I think that Adoniah must have, on purpose, asked. Why didn't Why didn't um, Solomon's mom know this though? Why didn't Bathsheba know? That's what I don't understand. It almost seems like did she like on purpose deliver the message? Like I'm not gonna deliver this message. All right, right. That you, could be. You are about to lose your head, stupid. Right, right. But I think that Adoniah is like, come at me. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. He's, this was a challenge. This or, was a, you know, a backhanded challenge. Maybe as a woman, she was just merely relaying a message that another man gave her. Right. But I can't help but think that she's not stupid. She was married to the fucking king. Right. She's got to know. Sure. That, you know, when some man sleeps with the king's concubine, yeah. it's not okay. Right, right. So, she, I think she gleefully was like, on your head be it. <laughs> Whatevs. Right. right. I didn't like you anyway. I mean... This is this is the second time now that uh, you've challenged my son and right. and me, you know, by extension. So fuck yeah, I'll pass on this message, right, dummy. So King Solomon ordered Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him, and Adoniah was put to death. Hmm. Fair enough. That was that was. You know what? Done deal. In um, Bible canon, I have zero problem with that. Honestly. Right. Do you? Am I? Am I the asshole? Uh, I mean, I, in in personal feeling about you know, the, the no. killing people and and capital punishment, then I'm against it. But uh, obviously, but that's why I made sure to qualify that statement yeah, no, within no, no. Bible yeah, no, canon. No, I got you. I got you. Within Bible canon, sure. I guess that makes sense. Perfect sense. He's tried to usurp, and then he challenged. Right. He, he gets what he gets. Yeah, yeah. I got and it. He, and he don't get upset. Right. Then the king said to Abiathar the priest, "Go back to your home in Ananoth. And Anathoth, you deserve to die, but I will not kill you now because you carried the ark of the sovereign Lord for David, my father, and you shared all his hardships." Wait, who Damn. was that? Abiathar. Oh, okay. All right. So he's like, "I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to send you on your way." Right. Bye. Get gone, buddy. He's cleaning up. Yeah. You know what? Joab's is- Joab's in trouble. Yeah. I don't have a problem with this, though. He's, like, being smart. Right. I mean, he, obviously, he's just got on the throne. He has plenty of books ahead to become a dick face, much like all the men before him. But he's making smart moves. Right. From the start. Yeah. So Solomon deposed Abiathar from his position as priest of the Lord, thereby fulfilling the prophecy the Lord had given at Shiloh concerning the descendants of Eli. Hmm. I don't remember that. I don't either. I'm sure it I'll happened. Have to look that one up, I guess. Yeah, that'll be a Q&A. Right. So, jot that down. Mm-hmm. Joab had not joined Absalom's earlier rebellion, but he had joined Adonijah's rebellion. Right. Yeah, we know. So, when Joab heard about Adonijah's death, he ran to the sacred tent of the Lord <laughs> and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. That's what um, Adonijah had done, remember? Oh, yeah. It, it must be like... When you're playing tag and you have, like, home base and you're safe. Yeah. Like, as long as I'm touching this, you can't get me. Right. That's what it's like. <laughs> he's on home base. I got he, it. He's safe. Okay. When this was reported to King Solomon, he sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him. <laughs> Apparently he's it's like, not that safe. He's like, I don't care. 
Right. Fuck those horns. I'll yeah. still kill you. Right. Benaiah went to the sacred tent of the Lord and said to Joab, the king orders you to come out. But Joab answered, nope, I will die here. <laughs> so Benaiah returned to the king and told him what Joab had said. Do as he said, the king replied, kill him there beside the altar and bury him. This will remove the guilt of Joab's senseless murders from me and from my father's family. The Lord will repay him for the murders of two men who were more righteous and better than he. For my father knew nothing about the deaths of Abner, son of Ner, commander of the army of Israel, and of Amasa, son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah. May their blood be on Joab and his descendants forever. Forever, you know, Forever. because yeah. it's always good to punish right. the, the, the whole lot of them, yeah. you know, whatever. Children who haven't even been fucking born yet, right. fuck them from before they've even been conceived. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's why Christians don't mind um, forcing people to have babies and they're um, anti-abortion because they love condemning people who have not even been born yet to right. a life of hell. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. May their blood be on Joab and his descendants forever. And may the Lord grant peace forever to David, his descendants, his dynasty, and his throne. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, returned to the sacred tent and killed Joab. And he was buried at his home in the wilderness. There's a lot of people dying in this episode. <laughs> Got David's dead. And then the, but he died know. of old age. Right. No, I know. The rest were but like I'm just saying, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of dead people in this one. This like, is clean up. I'm kind of uh, here for it. This is a great soap opera. They apparently want a clean slate on starting uh, mm -hmm. Solomon's reign here. Yeah. Solomon's starting off on the right foot, I think. Right. Then the king appointed Benaiah to command the army in place of Joab, and he installed Zadok the priest to take the place of Abiathar. The king then sent for Shammai and told him, build a house here in Jerusalem and live there, but don't step outside the city to go anywhere else. On the day you so much as cross the Kidron Valley, you will surely die and your blood will be on your own head. Wow. Damn. He's like, I best you, you know where you are at all times. You are on house arrest, motherfucker. Right, right. And you better order in. Yeah. Don't go out. Get Instacart. Yeah. You got you to get your Bible dash. You mm -hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shammai replied, your sentence is fair. I will do whatever my Lord the King commands. He's like, oh, thank God I didn't die. Mm -hmm. He's like, I, I'm good with this. This is great. This is awesome. I'm right. fine. I get to live. Yay. Yeah. So Shammai lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shammai's slaves ran away to King Ashish, son of Makkah of Gath. When Shammai learned where they were, he saddled his donkey. Oh, what an idiot. And went to Gath to search for them. When he found them, he brought them back to Jerusalem. Solomon heard that Shammai had, Shammai had left Jerusalem and had gone to Gath and returned. So the king sent for Shammai and demanded, Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you not to go anywhere else so you would surely die? And you replied, The sentence is fair. I will do as you say. Then why haven't you kept your oath to the Lord and obeyed my command? Uh-oh. Hello? I think he's going to kill him. The king also said to Shammai, You certainly remember all the wicked things you did to my father David. May the Lord now bring that evil on your own head. But may I, King Solomon, receive the Lord's blessing, and may one of David's descendants always sit on this throne in the presence of the Lord. Then at the king's command, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, took Shammai outside and killed him. Yeah. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip, the end. Well, at least uh, Solomon is not indecisive. No. He's like... 
nah, fuck you, you're dead. He's not wishy-washy, but he doesn't seem, like, overly evil or zealous no, I mean, He seems fair. Right. I, 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 well, well, I'm reserving judgment on that. Thus far. Thus far. Right. I mean, this was three years in that he killed this guy. Right. And he only killed him because he left home um, confinement. Sure. You know? He, he's not just willy-nilly murdering people. No, but he's I've been I've him... been duped before. Like, I thought David oh, yeah. was kind of fair at first, and sure. I thought Saul was kind of fair at first. So. I'm sure that Solomon will fuck us over. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm prepared for that. Yeah. I have zero problem knowing that that's going to happen, and at this moment in time, still being like, good, you're doing good. Sure. You're you're being fair for the and Bible. hard. For the Bible. For the Bible. In Bible canon. Yeah. In you Bible Solomon. You go Bible, but you, you go Bible Solomon. Yeah, Bible Solomon is good on page one. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, though. All right. Well, that was First Kings chapter two. Yes. And tomorrow we'll be back with First Kings chapter three. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, King Solomon was clearing house. He sure as fuck was. Um, he got his brother Adoniah yeah. killed um, for wanting to sleep with Daddy David's concubine, right. Ajihag, or whatever her name was. Right, something like something that. Something like that. <laughs> and he got that one guy that was cursing David. He got yeah, him killed. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Yeah, that was like, after like years and years and years. That's holding on to a grudge way too long. But the worst one, um, which was the best one, <laughs> he got Joab killed. Yeah. Which yeah. I was but like, but kind of, you know, kind of, kind of had it coming. He kind of I mean, had I'm it coming, saying. but I appreciated him nonetheless. Right, right. In a game, in a Game of Thrones kind of way. Right. I right. really appreciated his character yeah. <laughs> in this unfolding drama. Right, right. All right. So that was First uh, Kings chapter two. Yes. Jeez, had trouble with that. I know. And I keep wanting to say Samuel. I know, Because right? we were in that forever. And now we are going into... First Kings chapter three. All right. Okay, just to reiterate where we are starting from, I want to read the last sentence of First Kings chapter 2. Okay. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip. Firmly. Firmly. In his grip. Because he took charge and did not dilly-dally, and he did the things. Right. Okay? Yeah, so doing I the just, things is very important. I mean, he didn't... Like, he didn't waver, he didn't ho-hum, he didn't, he was not waffling. He just made those decisions and was like, that's, that's that. Yeah, he done. just, he went forth and did things. Yeah, no. And so I'm like, damn. He's doing the things. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to, I want to start First Kings chapter 3 with, that's where we're at. Firmly in his grasp. Firmly in his grasp. Got it. Gra- graph, graph paper. <laughs> I went school supply shopping oh, last oh night. <laughs> graph paper. Okay, sorry, here we go, ready? I'm ready. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. And remember, wow. we don't know Pharaoh. Yeah. It's, it just means prince no, this, of a house. But, but yeah, but also, like, Pharaoh, that's the first time I've heard that in a while. Yeah, that's a big deal. So. The last time we really heard about a Pharaoh of Egypt was when Abraham's son, uh, Joseph, was sold into slavery in Egypt and right. helped them out of a drought. Yeah, no, or it's famine. been a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. 
Got it. Why did he have to build all that? Why wasn't it already built when... Because David built the city of David and... Well, no, they said where David was buried became the city of David, I thought. No, he built the city and named it after himself. Oh, okay. That was my understanding. All right. Yeah, so the city already Well, maybe exists. he hadn't... Ha- I mean, he was dying, so maybe he didn't have time to get it all built up. So you know? Solomon's upgrading. Plus, he had to deal with Joab and stuff. You that know? is true. So, he had a know. lot of war going on. Right, yeah. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at local places of worship, for a temple honoring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. So the, the tabernacle was just not a thing anymore, huh? Just not a thing anymore. Okay. And I wonder how the Levites are faring in all of this. Right, they don't really mention them a lot. I mean, I guess the Levites were the priest class. So, like, when they say priests, those are going to be the Levites, I guess. But are they still? But they don't really say that anymore. Right. So. I just, I wonder where they're at because they're supposed to be leading all of this religion stuff. Well, it's, you know, like, as we've gone along, certain things that were important in certain sections of the Bible become less important. Right. Or other things become more important. You know, like, it's just... It's whatever they wanted to talk about at that period of time right. versus, you know, whatever was actually the case back then. Mm-hmm. And whatever. It is what it is. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon, too, offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. And he used I mean, the right kind of fire. Yeah, I Just bet saying. he did. And he picked up the right sticks on the right, right day. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really have a problem with this because the fact that he's still even doing religion like yeah he's doing what he thinks is best sure he's trying yeah the most important of these places of worship was at gibeon so the king went there and sacrificed 1000 burnt offerings holy fuck that's a lot that's a lot of dead animals that's a lot of bread and oil and dead animals and pee and blood and right whatever else i forgot that's like a what burnt offerings what all they Entail. It's like a slaughterhouse. Yeah. I bet, I bet that did not smell good that day. Right. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, what do you want? Hold on. Hold on. That night, they slaughtered night. a thousand things. Yeah. Like, they did a thousand burnt offerings in uh-huh. one day. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's grody. That's crazy. Yep. What do you want? This is God. Yeah, okay. The fuck do you want? Ask, and I'll give it to you. He's talking directly to him, or this is a dream? This is a dream. He appeared to Solomon in a dream. Right, right. But, you know, God never appeared to David in a dream, really. It was always, Uh -uh. like, secondhand. It was always through Nathan or Gad. Right, at least least as far as I can recall. There might have been one time where it was, like, sort of maybe kind of a dream, but I don't recall that. I don't think so. I don't really recall that at all, actually. It was always secondhand, right? Yeah, he was always trying to do God's bidding and God's will and, like, not um, take over the throne the wrong way. But I don't believe that God ever spoke to him It's just interesting to me because he was such a, you know, God boy. Like, he was supposed to be God's boy. And God fucking loved him. Right, apparently. I mean, according to the Bible... Um, God adored this kid with the long hair and the dancy ding-dong. But they also made stories up about him, about him killing, you know, Goliath, which is now, like, one of the most fucking famous... Like, if you know David, you know him from David and Goliath, which exactly. isn't even a fucking true story. I know. I mean, giants aside. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like, just the story itself, like, if anything mm-hmm. remotely happened... Like, the original story was not even that original story. Right. That's all. Yeah. I hear you. Solomon replied, you showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. 
Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. Mm -hmm. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Like yeah, the like sand the, right, and the stars and the, the stars, sky. right. Yeah. Give it me, came true, right? See? It did. It did. See, it's perfect. Yeah. It is. Give me an understanding heart. This is actually a really decent prayer. Like yeah. he's like, God, you're so awesome. You've done all these great things. Thank you. I'm humbled by it. Right. And then he says all the humbly things. Yeah. This is like standard prayer. He's he's doing it the right way. Sure. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? That's a really great prayer. Yeah. I would like to be so, uh, what is the word, upstanding and righteous in my sleep. Cause yeah, right. In my sleep, I just dream that zombies are coming after me or right. that I can't find the right book for class. Yeah. And a locker whose combination I can't quite remember. Yeah, I've never, I've never talked to God in my, no, in my dreams, no, ever. No, So. No, mostly zombies for me. And honestly, if somebody told me that they were talking to God in their dreams, I mm -hmm. might be a little bit worried about them. I wouldn't be worried about them. I would just be like, yeah, dreams can feel real sometimes. I, right, I right, get that yeah. because sometimes I will dream a situation that is very normal. And then um, a few days later, I will confuse that dream with a memory. And so when I like pull it up out of my card file in my brain, I'm like, wait, was this a thing? Because I can see it. Can you imagine? I yeah, I, I get you, but can you imagine being so inundated in religion and then having a dream that seems real about God? Right. And then like, it's no wonder people act mm -hmm. out crazy shit yeah. in the name of God. Yeah. Like, because it's and specifically in the Bible, like yeah. God talks to you in your dreams, right? Of so course. If you believe the Bible, then well, God's talking to me. And so. if you have a, a vivid imagination where you're able to visualize these things then, yeah, your dream is going to be confused as a real thing happening. Right, right. So I have sympathy for this. I really do. It's like the indoctrination causes the realness that people will actually mm -hmm. then experience. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. Yep. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for window, w windows. Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. We already have windows. He needs I wisdom. doubt they had windows, though. You and I have windows. We have windows, yeah. 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 I don't think windows were a thing back then, though. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what if glass was, was around back then. Glass or not. technology. Was I, that a thing? I doubt it. When but... was glass invented? When did lightning first strike the sand? <laughs> <laughs> so God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies. Yeah. I will give you what you asked for. He doesn't need to ask for the death of his enemies. He just does it. Yeah, he already took care of that shit. Right? He's yeah. like, I don't need long He's life. Like, I'm I healthy. Need, I I'm a God good for that. stock. I'm just going to kill him. Yeah. Right? I, I don't need good health. I don't need long life. Right. I'm, I'm from good stock. I'm good to go. I don't need death of my enemies. I will take care of that shit myself. Right, yeah. So only thing I need is wisdom. That was a good request. Mm -hmm. He's starting off right. Yep. And God is happy with him. Right. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. Wow. He's going to be the most understanding and wise heart and ever. Ever. Always. Forever. More than Jesus even? I guess. Yeah. Apparently That's he says crazy. ever. So ever. he's going to be the most. The most. 
Could you imagine having the most empathy of anybody? That would hurt. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of empathy, and it hurts. It's I don't painful. feel like he had empathy, though, when he killed people like that. Well, he, so. that was before he prayed to God and asked for mm, it. So he hadn't had the empathy yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He doesn't have understanding. Now he does. Got it. Got He's it. about to. Okay. He's about to zip zap, have that empath stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, which isn't fame. Because what? What? Riches and fame. What? Why do you need that? Why you does shouldn't. God? Why does? You shouldn't. It's your earthly reward for being asking for wisdom so and this, being humble. This is where people think mm-hmm. that like worshiping God is going to bring you. Like this is one of those things. Your where private they, jet. They justify and, it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is where your evangelicals that own like three houses in Malibu or some shit, right? And um, they go on vacation all the time. And their parishioners pay for it. Right. They're like, God wants us to have it. Yeah, he yeah. said so. Solomon. Solomon he, got it, yeah. Yeah, I, I asked for wisdom, therefore I am owed this. Right, yeah. No, that's not the way that fucking works. No. Exactly not how it works. Like, in fact, I think it's kind of countered in mm-hmm. um, the New Testament when, mm-hmm. you know, like, not to bring up the new, something that we haven't been into yet. And, you know, I only know this through hearsay, basically. Right. But, like, um... I don't think that they like Jesus talked about like not like the rich would not make it into the into heaven. There is a point that we're going to get to in the New Testament where Jesus walks through a place where people are dealing in money and he throws the tables and he is so disgusted at all of the shit that they are doing. Yeah. Like literally throws the tables over. Good old socialist Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was a socialist. I put that on Facebook one time, like, way back. Um, when you still had right-wing friends. <laughs> yeah. And I got so much shit, like, for how sacrilegious. And I'm like, I don't think, like, that was even before, obviously, I had read the Bible at all. But, sure. like, everything that I, I was learning about different political and economic and social systems. Yeah, and if you look and at it, yeah. So when I was learning what is socialism, I was like, oh, Okay, Jesus was a socialist, and right. people are doing religion wrong. Yeah. Duh. Right. <laughs> like, right. this is not hard, you guys. Yeah. He he actually believed in be nice and share and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, fuck go all figure. of you. Right. Stingy-ass Christians. <laughs> and if you follow me, continued God, and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. I wonder what he's meaning by a long life. Like a hundred years, or is this going to be one of the extended lives? I don't know, but I just think it's shitty that he always has these caveats because he's like, your family's going to rule forever. Right, right. But only if I'm in a good mood with each one. <laughs> like, he just doesn't apply parentheses voice and he needs to. Right. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. Hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't say forever because... That would obviously have been easily proven wrong. Right, right. So he just said, as long as you live, no other king. Yeah, that's not that hard back when there no. was not that many people in the world. No, I know. And same... even at that, they were all, like, compartmentalized by right, geography. yeah, yeah. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem. 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 Yeah. Having issues. And stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Wait, this happened after he did the thousand burnt offerings. Yeah. So he did more. Yeah. 
And then, then they invited people to a great and banquet then, because yeah. they had so much goddamn meat. I know. That they didn't know what to do with it. I know. And like, they, dude, we just slaughtered like half a herd, man. We just slaughtered an entire forest of critters. Right. Everybody come on and chow down. <laughs> it's a barley party. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. So here's another little section. Okay. Sometime later, two prostitutes came <laughs> to the king to have an argument settled. Oh, okay. I know the story. Oh, I do too. Are they I gonna, do too. Is They're this split to split the baby, the baby in half? Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. Please, my lord, one of them began. This woman and I live in the same house. They're lovers. They're not prostitutes. You think? They're lovers. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There were only two of us in the house. But her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. That's sad. That is sad. That is rough. Sorry. Spoiler yeah. alert right. or uh, trigger warning. That's hardcore. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Then she got up in the night and took my son from me beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. Oh, my God. And in the morning when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. Right. Gross. Yeah, that's 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 horrible. I mean, that's... Like, I could understand a moment of crazy. Right. Your child just died. Yeah. But then, you know, you get your shit together and go mourn correctly without stealing somebody else's baby. Right, right. Then the other woman interrupted. It was certainly your son and the living child is mine. No... The first woman said, the living child is mine and the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. Then the king said, let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours and each says that the dead one belongs to the other. You know, dead babies. Right. That There's a whole like world of dead baby jokes that I used to find really funny and I don't find them funny anymore. Right. You know why? Because as you grow, you get empathy. Right. And then you're like, that shit was not funny. No. What the fuck was wrong with me? Right. And so that is me admitting that I have not always been this kind, loving person that I am today. <laughs> I used to be quite the fuck up. Right. All right. Bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, cut the living child in two and give half to one woman and half to the other. Wow. He, he wasn't going to follow through. I, I should hope not. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much cried out, Oh, no, my lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, he will be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us. What? Well, she's like, just lost her child and she's like, yeah. If I can't have one, you can't right, either. Right. I got it. Then the king said, Do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is his mother. Right. I don't know if she was actually his mother, but she was definitely the one who had her shit straight. Right. Yeah, yeah. She was definitely the one that would make the better mother. Right. It was a harsh way to handle it, but mm -hmm. it turned out like, you know, worked out well. Yeah. Because yeah. the kid probably, I mean, gets to live at least. Exactly. So. When all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. The end. Yeah. That was, that's, I mean, that was smart. That was really, I mean, that's why we know the story, right? Because yeah. it's a smart, you know, thing. Yeah, it's true. That he did, it's I guess. True. I don't know. I just. You know, it could work out worse, though. They could have both said, no, don't kill the baby. I know. I mean, a normal and, human being, like, both of them could have been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Like, God, you can't kill a child. That's not. Uh, how about proof? I know we don't have DNA yet, but how about. Who does the baby... Well, we're prostitutes. Maybe we don't know... 
I mean, I want to see his decision if they both claimed still that it was their kid. Right? Is he gonna, is it, would he have cut the kid in half? Right? If they were both like, no mine, no mine, no mine, no mine. Because I have a feeling that he based probably, on what he decreed, he would have to have followed through yeah, with it. He and in that case, I don't think very highly of him. No. I think he would have cut the baby in half. It worked out well for him, right? Right. So, right. yay. Because it's it's a parable, not an actual story. Right, right. Because who the fuck is going to say, I'm about to cut this baby in half? Right. Right? But like, I'm just saying, like, he would have had to have done it. Yeah. If, if, that it turned out differently. Yeah. That's all. No, That's all I, tol- I totally agree with you. All right. Well, I mean, Solomon, as far as things have fallen so far, seems like pretty, you know, righteous dude. Righteous dude. And, uh. He's a righteous dude. I, just, I guess we'll just kind of see if that continues in the next chapter, huh? I know. I keep waiting for him I, to be a piece right? of shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, like, it's more fun when I get to talk about how much of a piece of shit they are. I know. So. It's true. It is <laughs> true. like, come on, Solomon, fuck up. I'm fuck sure up. he'll fuck, fuck up. up. I'm sure either he will fuck up or somebody in his court will fuck up. Right, or right. the people will fuck up and he'll be like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a friendly reminder to everybody that's still here with us at the end of this podcast mm-hmm. that we will be down in Louisville at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention on September 3rd. And we'll have a boot or a table, I'm sorry, set up for uh, Sacrilegious Discourse and Ungodly Brew. So if you are anywhere in that area, um, definitely stop by the convention. It's $10 per head right now and $15 at the door, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just stop by and uh, see us. Say I think, howdy. We'd love to see you. I think we're going to try, if you mentioned that you heard us here, like heard this here, um, we're going to try to have a sample of coffee for free for our listeners. Ooh. Whereas we're going to charge other people. So, you know, definitely stop by and get your coffee. Yeah. we want to meet you. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that was it for um, 1 Kings chapter 3, and tomorrow we're going to get into... 1 Kings chapter 4. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, it seems like so far Solomon's a pretty good dude, and he's making some decent decisions based on, you know, what they're giving us anyway. And he almost sliced a baby in half, but not quite. But then he didn't. Then yeah. he didn't, yeah. And also he married the pharaoh's daughter of Egypt. Right. Which is kind of cool, I guess. He married a princess. Yeah, yeah. And also he prayed for wisdom and got that plus fame and glory and riches. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, so far Solomon is doing good, I guess. I guess in so far as the Bible goes, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for the other uh, yeah, shoe to drop. Yeah, I mean, so am I. Like, it just you can't not, right? Like, yeah. something's got to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, that. Was that was uh, we just did First Kings chapter three? Correct. And we're getting into First Kings chapter four. All right. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Hey, wife. Do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, First Kings chapter 4. All right. King Solomon now ruled over all Israel. Okay. 
And these were his high officials. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is important shit. I love naming off names. No. Azariah, son of Zadok, was the priest. Okay. Elihoref and Ahiah, the sons of Shisha, were court secretaries. Yeah. Yehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the royal historian. Okay. Benaiah, son of Hehoida, was commander of the army. Okay. Zadok and Abiathar were priests. Azariah, son of Nathan, ooh, son of Nathan, yeah, was in charge of the district governors. Oh, they're 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 going deeper this time. Yeah, they've got more, uh, you know, chain of command here. Mm Mm-hmm. Zabud, son of Nathan, ooh, another son of Nathan. Nathan's family's working out pretty well here. Uh Uh-huh. A priest was a trusted advisor to the king. Okay. Ahishar was manager of the palace property. Okay. Adoniram, son of Abda, was in charge of forced labor. In charge of, in charge of the slaves. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's yep. call it spade a spade. Right. Solomon also had 12 district governors who were all over Israel. Wow. They were responsible for providing food for the king's household. Um, what? <laughs> so this sounds a little like the Hunger Games or something, right? Like, like we're District here One, to take District Two, all your food, right? Give <laughs> each of them. Wait, are... this maybe maybe that's where they got the idea for Hunger Games. The districts and everything, like it's yeah. all right there, right? True. It's interesting. Each of them arranged provisions for one month of the year. Okay. So. So like each district 12. had to feed the king for a month. Yeah. Okay. And then the other 11 months, they're Plus like... Plus probably also pay taxes. Right. I, mean, I would I'm imagine. Saying, yeah. Yeah. These are the names of the 12 governors. Oh, for God's sakes. Why do we need to know their names? Because <laughs> they said... Yeah. Ben-Hur in the hill country... Wait, did you say Ben-Hur? Like one word. Okay. B-E-N hyphen H-U-R. Yeah, Ben-Hur. Yeah. Isn't there a story called Ben-Hur? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I know what you're thinking of, and it's not that. Okay. It's something else that I can't think of. Okay. All right. In the hill country of Ephraim, Ben Decker in Machaz, Shalbam, Beth Shemesh, and Elon Bethanon, Ben Hesed in Eruboth, including Soko and all the land of Hefer. Okay. Ben Abinadab of all of Naphoth Dor. He was married to Topheth, one of Solomon's daughters. <laughs> that was parentheses voice for new people joining us. Every once in a while right. there are additions added in and they put them in parentheses. Yeah, yeah. Bana, son of Ahilud in Tanakh and Megiddo, all of Bethshan near Zerathan below Jezreel, and all the territory from Bethshan to Abel Mehola and over to Jachmim. I'm having problems, and I apologize. <laughs> this is kicking my ass. Just FYI. I yeah. just got to throw this in there real quick. Yeah. The movie Ben-Hur won 11 Academy Awards in 1960. Oh, are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Oh, wow. So, just my throwing it out there. Like you were right, I was I wrong. I knew, I knew that there was a story out, and it's not a book, obviously, it's a movie. 
but I knew I knew that name. I apologize. Like, I was thinking of something else, and I cannot remember what it is, so it's irrelevant. Yeah. So, but Sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to Google you in the middle of an episode, but yeah, I, you I was did. really... You absolutely... Really knew, I, but I needed to know. I needed But to you know. absolutely meant to Google me in the middle of an episode. I did. You're right. So why would you say, sorry, I didn't mean to, but I, I did right. mean to. I did. I did mean to. I totally meant to. See how I the, did it. See how the tables turn? How I turned that into a you You turned suck? those tables. Those are great mm-hmm. tables that mm-hmm. you turned there. Mm-hmm. Ben Geber in Ramoth Gilead, including the towns of Jair, named for Jair of the tribe of Manasseh, parentheses voice, yeah. in Gilead, and in the Argob region of Bashan, including 60 large fortified towns with bronze bars on their gates. Bronze bars. They're still in the Bronze Age. Whatever. Yeah, they're behind the times. <laughs> Ahinadab, son of Ido in Manaheim. Ahimaz in Naphtali. He was married to Basemath, another of Solomon's daughters. Okay. Parentheses voice. Yeah. Banna, son of Hushai in Asher and Aloth. Yehoshaphat, son of Perua in Issachar. Shammai, son of Elah in Benjamin. 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 I know. Geber, son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, including the territories of King Sihon of the Amorites and King Og of Bashan. You know that guy that we're never supposed to mention again because he's not supposed to get mentioned in the Bible ever again? Ever again. Yeah. Ever again. Never. We shall ever not know again. his name ever again. Never, ever again. No, not that guy. Nope. There was also one governor over the land of Judah. Okay. They, wait, they, just, they didn't name him? That was the end of that sentence. <laughs> I'm, then there's this other guy, you know. Then, that, you know, what's his nuts? Yeah, they name them all off. But then, yeah, the other that guy. That other guy. Right. But we're moving on to another paragraph, and so I wonder if... And let me tell you now about that other guy. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's possible. Okay. The people... Because it says, um, also one governor over the land of Judah. Yeah. And then the next sentence is, The people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Wow. Yeah. How many times have we heard that one? Oh, so many times. But they were not as numerous as the stars in the sky. Well, I mean, they might go back to that at some point. Which you do you know. think there's more of, sand or stars? Uh, stars. You think? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you say so. There were very, They were very contented with plenty to eat and drink. Yeah, I guess they were. I mean, they were getting everything from all of the districts. Right. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of Egypt in the south. The conquered peoples of those lands sent tribute money to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his fucking lifetime. Yeah. Wow. The daily food requirements for Solomon's palace were 150 bushels of choice flour and 300 bushels of meal. Also, 10 oxen from the fattening pens, 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep or goats, as well as deers, gazelles, roe deer, and choice poultry. They must have had quite a staff at that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's why a he named them all off. That's daily, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Solomon's dominion extended over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River, from Tifsah to Gaza, and there was peace on all his borders. Well, that's nice. Isn't that lucky for it him? It is, it is. Not like David, he was always at fucking war. He was always at fucking war. Right. And two of his sons tried to usurp him, and he wasn't even that yeah. bad a king. Right. During the lifetime of Solomon, 
all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety. And so from, I better not hear about any fucking wars then. Right? I mean... Yeah, so what saying. else is there left to right, say? Right, what are we going to go over? I don't know. And from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, each family had its own home and garden. Wow. Huh. So it's, not only was he and his palace rich, but his people were doing really well. Right. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses, and he had 12,000 horses. The district governors faithfully provided food for King Solomon and his court. Each made sure nothing was lacking during the month assigned to him. They also brought the necessary barley and straw for the royal horses in the stables. Yeah. What about water? I mean, I feel like that could be provided locally. I guess. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands <laughs> of the seashore. My God. That's <laughs> you, how vast I think you could think of some other analogy there. Like they were stupid anything. back then. They were so unimaginable. Is that the only one they had? Their that and the stars? IQ was so low. <laughs> I mean, they did not have the interwebs. They did not have memes. They didn't have a thesaurus, obviously. They didn't have to make any kind of connections. Like, we have to remember so much today. Right, right. So, they were so stupid. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that of all the wise men of the East... And the wise men of Egypt. Wow, that's because amazing. Because you know why? Because in the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is why. He was wiser than anyone else. Jesus, they, they were like extolling the fuck out of this guy. He's so smart. He's the smartest. And Jesus. he's beautiful and smart. Like, I think if this is what is going to happen in this chapter or this book... Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sick of hearing about Solomon by the end of this. Solomon. I'm like, dude, okay, your Solomon, shit Solomon, Solomon. is fucking gold or something, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that, it'll make for a very boring story. Yeah. He was wiser than anyone else. Oh, my God. Including Ethan the Ezraite and the sons of Maholheman, Kalkal, and Darda. I'm sure that meant something at some point. He was smarter than Darda. Yeah, I mean, I need that who's on a shirt. not smarter than Darda? I need that on a shirt. Smarter than Darda. Smarter than Darda. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. That is a deep cut, and I need that <laughs> right? bad. Yeah, yeah. Smarter than Darda. Right. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wow. wrote 100, I'm sorry, 1,005 songs. And I bet we're going to hear Please, about those. God, no. Yeah, that's going to be, <laughs> that's what Chronicles and all of them are about. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be all his. God damn you, Solomon. Proverbs and songs. Why the do you, song of Solomon. Why do you got to be, you know, making songs and shit? Why you got to sing all the time? Yeah, right? He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants, from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in a wall. I can talk with great authority about plants. That one's green. That one's dead. That one's a <laughs> you just dandelion. Named, you just named our entire back lawn. <laughs> <laughs> he could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish. So basically, he knew everything about everything. Yeah. And, and he was the wisest, and he was the smartest, and he was the everything. He knew all, he was all the, the sands. He, yeah, every sand he knew. But he wasn't God, though. No. So. But he sounds like he's fucking one step from it. Well. The way they're portraying him. I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop. I I guess. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon, the end. 
I don't want to. <laughs> I this this is. They're making him uh, up too much, and like we're supposed to like him, but it makes me not like. He's him. like that guy that just knows everything, and you're like, fine, you were right, whatever, yeah. dude. He's like House MD, right? Because <laughs> House knows everything, but he knows it to be right. Not because, like, it matters, but right. just to be right. Yeah, can you imagine him, like, like can you imagine going with a, for, on a walk with him, like, that is a blah, 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 blah plant, and that's a da, 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 da animal. Or, or no, no, that's no, 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 fuck. you're not describing the walk right. Here's the walk. Right. Oh, my God, that is such a pretty doo-doo da-da. Did you know? Oh, that actually isn't a doo-doo da-da. It's a doo-doo da-da X. Right, yeah. Um, okay, but it's pretty anyways, and they're... Very similar, so, you know, why the correct... Well, we need to be exactly precise because, well, actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I know all the sands. Yeah. So... He's that guy. Fuck off. He's well, actually guy. Yeah. I don't like Solomon now. I don't... I'm not a big fan right now. I mean, okay, like, I think maybe they're just trying to give him too much credit here for yeah. something. Because... I'm not sure why, but... Because um, he's in that chain of all the way down... To Jesus, and right? So, well, people do like talk about Solomon a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've definitely heard that name kicked around yeah. in religious crowds before. So, like, they must love him for something. Maybe because he's really smart and wise and all that shit. He's also the son of David. Yeah, and right. David has a whole fucking city named. David after him. was problematic, though. David that was dude, very problematic. He was not everything he was cracked up to be. His hair wasn't as nice as he thought it was. Right. Yeah. And we haven't heard anything about Solomon's hair. No, we haven't. That's odd. I wonder if he was ugly. Uh, maybe. maybe. Maybe he was ugly and had short hair. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, could, Solomon. Could Get be. your shit together, Solomon. Right? Go wash your face, girl. All right. Well, that was First Kings chapter 4. It was. And tomorrow we'll be back for First Kings chapter 5. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, let's see. We had um, King Solomon now, and yes. he knows everything about everything about everything. Yeah. And uh, well, actually, right, right, right. And uh, that's all I got. That's were, all I got. There were twelve districts. That's right. We were in the Hunger Games. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, I looked up who is Ben Hur because yeah. I was like. I thought that was a Jesus guy, not a Old Testament guy. Mm. And it turns out I was right. What? Yeah. Um, okay, so this is probably something that could have been covered in the Q&A, but I'm going to talk about it and then when we come back from break. Oh, cause okay. Because I'm just so like, what? I'm intrigued a right? little bit because I'm like, well, why would there be? I mean, I guess I know why there's more than there's more than one everybody in this fucking book. So. Well, not Ben-Hur. Okay, now I'm really... (laughs) I'm slightly unhappy at the moment, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's uh, go to break, and then when we come back, uh, we will do 1 Kings chapter 5. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so before we jump into... Um, first Kings chapter five, yeah. I've got to tell you about Ben-Hur. I'm so curious now. Okay. Well, first of all, um, first you were right and I was wrong in that it was 
Ben Hur. Right, right. And that it, that was the name we had heard. And yeah. I have no idea at this point what I was thinking of yesterday, where <laughs> that would make me say, "No, I know what you're thinking." That no, no. So right, right. I was totally wrong. I humble myself before you. Why, you were right. You. Okay. But having said that, I yeah. was like, "But that doesn't make any fucking sense," because I just knew that Ben Hur was a Jesusy guy. Okay. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, the only place that Ben-Hur is mentioned at all in the Bible, we just read it. Oh, what? He's, he's one of the guys okay. of Solomon. That's okay? crazy. Right. So, when we went on break, you were like, fucking Bible. And I responded, well, this time it's actually not the Bible's fault. Which okay. you know pained me to say because <laughs> right. I love to blame the Bible for shit. Is but, this like, um, uh, what do you call it when... Fan fiction. Is this like fan fiction? Um, actually, yes. Oh. Very much. So the author Lou Wallace wrote a book back in like forever ago before yeah. silent films were around. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so it was very best-selling. It outsold the... Um, uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? The really popular fucking book. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, that one. And what's the one with the Civil War and Scarlett O'Hara and, <laughs> uh, um, you know, you know the one? Civil, Civil War. Uh, um, as God is uh, my witness, I'll never go hungry again. Uh, oh, come on. I know, I know. I, I'm, it's Rhett, on the tip of my tongue. Rhett butler or some shit like that yeah okay um, well i hate that movie and that book so yeah, right, that's why right we can't think of it um, it's just not in our zeitgeist yeah but that okay sure very popular best-selling books here okay. to kill a mockingbird and right. that and that other one other one, the one that's, that's, yeah, that's uh, right. gone with the wind yeah that gone with the wind yeah okay i know everybody that's listening they're like you idiots. they were shouting at the microphone or they were shouting at their speakers <laughs> yeah yeah gone with the wind okay so it was more best-selling than those, and it was called, um, the book was called Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ, okay? Okay. And it's just some fiction-y thing where this guy is, um, his half-brother is a Roman soldier that betrays him, and his name is like Masala or some shit like that. Okay. And he's like, um, oh, I'm going to get that Masala guy back because he betrayed me to... Uh, the Romans, and so I grew up a slave in poverty and yeah. terrible life and whatever. Sure. And um, throughout his life, he meets Jesus a couple times, and every time he meets him, it, like, changes his perspective on things. Okay. So that by the end, he's actually witnessing um, Jesus' crucifixion. Okay. And um, so he realizes that forgiveness is the way. Right. And... So anyway, this film or this book was supposed to be awesome, right? Like, I'm really curious now. I kind of want to add it to our um, sacrilegious book club, like eventually, <laughs> because it's also one of the only uh, religious fictions that has been blessed by a pope. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Right? And it's just like Christians love this this book and this story. And it was made into several films, one of which was a um, silent film. Okay, yeah. And then um, it was made into a couple other films, uh, one of which, the most famous one, won multiple Academy Oscars, Awards, Academy right, Awards, yeah. um, starring uh, Charlton Heston. Right. And so that's... Because he started everything back then. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. And 
I've never seen the movie, but it's supposed to be like one of those epic movies that you're supposed sure. to see. Yeah. Like Casablanca, which I think I that's love. why I knew of it. Like it's just one of those, you know, right. everybody knew about it. You everybody know? knows about it, even if they've never seen it. Right. Sure. So it's not the Bible's fault that this guy is mentioned. So was he not? It's not the same Ben Hur then, probably. It's like somebody named after Ben Hur or something just happened to have the same fucking name. I have no idea. I just find it very weird because it's an awfully specific name. Right. Well, that's why it triggered something in my brain. I'm like, oh, Ben Hur, yeah. Okay. Right. So I don't know why this guy picked an Old Testament name that was it like a leader of one of Solomon's districts. Right. And made and him into a New Testament character. Yeah. Right. That's we're really it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I mean maybe he was just struggling for a name and he's like, Oh, this one'll do. He's only mentioned once in the Bible, so Nobody no, no one will know anything about it. It's not like this is gonna go on to win awards or anything. <laughs> like what writer actually believes that, right? Right, like, yeah. Well yeah. like this is oh, nobody's gonna like this book. Oh, my work is trash. Yeah. Right. Okay, so that was interesting. Just had to get that out there real quick. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. And now on to what we are supposed to be talking about, which is First Kings chapter five. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay, King Hiram of Tyr had always been a loyal friend of David. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whoever he is. Sure. When Hiram learned that David's son Solomon was the new king of Israel, he sent ambassadors to congratulate him. Ambassadors, huh? Ambassadors. <laughs> you know, the doors. Yeah. yeah. Ambassa ones. Right, yeah. Yeah, to congratulate him. Then mm-hmm. Solomon sent this mass, massage, massage, message. Jesus. Message back to Hiram. <laughs> okay. Gone with the wind. You know that my father David was not able to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord his God because of the many wars waged against him by surrounding nations. Right. He could not build until the Lord gave him victory over all his enemies. Actually, I thought God didn't want him to build a temple because he was fine in the sanctuary that he was in. A temple for the ark is different from a temple at which we worship. Okay, but... It's separate. It's also a place that they're going to... Like, it's a permanent place for the ark, too, is what they were talking about, I thought. That two separate things you're talking about. Okay. Um, he wanted to build a temple for specifically for the ark, but God told him no. But he also was building up the city and wanted to build um, temples for the people to worship at. Technically, he told David no, not not Solomon. Right, that's what I meant. Right. Yeah. Okay. But now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies, and all is well. So I'm planning to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, just as he had instructed my father David. For the Lord told him, your son, whom I will place on the throne, will build the temple to honor my name. Oh, that's right. He, that, yeah. that was said. Okay. Yeah. All right. Therefore, please command that cedars from Lebanon be cut for me. Let my work, let my men work alongside yours, and I will pay your men whatever wages you ask. Damn. As you know, there is no one among us who can cut timber like you Sidonians. Yeah, they're good timber cutters. You know. Sidonians. Sidonians. I mean, when you need timber cut, who are you going to call? Those are the best timber cutters. Why would you call anybody else? I always call the Sidonians. And when you need to kill a ghost, you call the Ghostbusters. Obviously. That's what you do. These are the things that you do. Right. Sidonians for for wood and chopping. This is the way. And Ghostbusters for ghosts. Right. Duh. Yeah, right. 
This is obvious shit, you guys. Totally. Elementary school. Ben-Hur, gone with the wind. Sidonians. Get your shit together. Right. Sidonians. When Hiram received Solomon's message, he was very pleased. And he, of course he was pleased. He's like, we're getting money from this guy. Right. He praised us and said that we're the best. And we can charge whatever the fuck we want. Right. Man. Right. And then on top of that, like, he's, he's like, um, we're at peace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, there was nothing bad in that letter. That was a very well written right. no, letter. Yeah, it's good. Praise the Lord today for giving David a wise son to be king of the great nation of Israel. That's what Hiram was saying. I feel like we're going to get really sick of people praising Mm -hmm. fucking Solomon and shit. Like, you know. Uh, I feel like we're going to get sick of that. And then we're also going to get sick when we get to all his songs. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to really make me sick. I've already put that out of my mind. I'm like, no, that's not going to actually happen, right? No, it's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. I don't want it to actually happen. I'm pretty sure that's what most of Chronicles is. Fuck. Yep. Then he sent this reply to Solomon. I have received your message, and I will supply all the cedar and cypress timber you need. My servants will bring the logs from the lemonade, lemonade, lemonade mountain, <laughs> Lebanon mountains to the Mediterranean Sea and make them into rafts and float them along the coast to whatever place you choose. That's actually how they used to do it, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. Good on them. Yeah. Then we will break the rafts apart so you can carry the logs away. You can pay me by supplying me with food for my household. But what? wait, that's what the districts do. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you need more fucking food? They, they... No, 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 no. This guy is saying... Oh, oh, You oh, can oh, pay oh. me and my men by oh. giving me food. So, but he doesn't really have to pay him because the districts have to pay him. Like, I'm like, I don't want this to be my month, man. I'm not going to feed you and the fucking Sidonians. Right. And I know they're fucking timber chopping. It's fucking state-of-the-art. But, dude, I only signed up to feed the fucking... The king... Here's on, my man. thing. It's it's all well and good that you're like, the only, you don't have to pay us, just give me food. You just signed up your guys to do all this work and no, they're not getting paid from anybody. Well, we don't know that. They might get paid. They're not getting probably paid not. from it's Solomon. This probably, probably goes to the guy it's, that runs the forced labor camps. Yeah. So, it's yeah. slaves. Right. Yeah. So that's gross. Yeah. So Hiram supplied as much cedar and cypress timber as Solomon desired. In return, Solomon sent him an annual payment of 100,000 bushels of wheat for his household and 110 gallons of pure olive oil. Wow. God damn. That's a lot of oil. I mean, it sounds like that's probably a lot of stuff. That's a lot of olives that they squeezed. Right? Yeah. Could you squeeze oil out of an olive? I mean, not 110,000 gallons or whatever, or 110 (laughs) gallons or whatever the fuck it was. So the Lord gave wisdom to Solomon just as he had promised, and Hiram and Solomon made a formal alliance of peace. Yeah, they did. Then King Solomon conscripted a labor force of 30,000 men from all Israel. He sent them to Lebanon in shifts, 10,000 every month, so that each man would be one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Wow. That's that's nice. kind of decent. Yeah. He's, he's doing that work-life balance shit even back then. Right. You know, unlike today's corporate America. Americans know how to fuck up the Bible even worse than it already <laughs> was. Adoniram was in charge of this force labor. Labor force. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was dyslexia. Right, yeah. Labor force. Right. Adoniram. 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 He was in charge. Okay. He was in charge. Got it. Solomon also had 70,000 common laborers, 80,000 quarry workers in the hill country, and 3,600 foremen to supervise the work. Damn, that's a, that's a large undertaking. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of just men. Right, right. 
At the king's command, they quarried large blocks of high-quality stone and shaped them to make the foundation of the temple. Men from the city of Jabal helped Solomon's and Hiram's builders prepare the timber and stone for the temple, the end. Okay. They're building. Yeah, they're building. They're at peace and they're building. They got, they got good choppers. They got good choppers. Yeah. The best. The best. Sidonians. Sidonians, yeah. Who you, you going to call Sidonians. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's what that chapter was that's about. That's what I'm going to call when I need timber chopped. Yeah. Duh. I'll get mad at you. I wonder if they have a group on. You know, right? <laughs> we could all go in together and get a discount rate or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just hit us up. We'll, we'll, we'll all do this together. We'll get some timber chopped. Although it's been a while since I needed some timber chopped, well, now that I think of it. Yeah, but I mean, if the price is right, why not call the Sidonians and get some good timber chopped, though? I wonder if Sidonians are still alive today. And I wonder if they're still <laughs> the best choppers. And I wonder if they still have timber. I don't I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah. About all these things. Right, right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Okay. That's about all we got. Because now I'm just being silly. Yeah, no. Um, just one, I, I'm doing this a, every few episodes or whatever, but just a reminder that we are going to be down at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention on September 3rd in, in Louisville. Louisville. Yep. And we would love to see you guys out there. I think that um, if you let us know that you heard this on the podcast, because that means you listened to the whole fucking episode. I mean, yeah. Good on you. We're going to get a prize. So, and, But the prize is not chopped timber. No, it's sample pack of coffee. From from ungodlybrew.com. Almost as good, but Al- not quite. Yeah, almost as good. But and I mean, when it comes to coffee, like you got to call ungodlybrew.com. Well, yeah. So or you know, surf over on the web. Yeah, the Sidonians. They don't really call don't. them. Ghostbusters it's, it's and Sidonians don't make coffee. They have better technology now, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, you just mm-hmm. got to click buttons and stuff. Right. But anyway. Anyway. We'll see you in Kentucky in September. Yeah. Third. Third. Bye, guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? Today's Q&A. Q&A Saturday. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I know. It's it's a thing now. It's a thing now. Apparently. It, uh, very apparent. <laughs> so I thought we would do a cue about Abishag. 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 Do you know? Do you I don't know remember her? exactly. I mean, I will as soon as you say it. Okay, so I... you know how David was old? Yes, I know and, how David was old. And so they oh, Abish- it, that was the girl that they brought the girl, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, the virgin. Okay. The beautiful right. virgin. Right. Yeah, no, I yeah. got it. I got it now. Yeah. I okay. thought we would ask some questions about her. Okay. And then answer some questions about her. Yeah. And then I also thought we would talk a little bit more about Bathsheba. Okay. Okay? Yeah, sounds and good. The two topics are actually related. Got it. Okay? Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's get into this Q&A. Cool, cool, cool. Well, okay, so in my excitement to sing the jingle, yeah. I forgot to mention what chapters this is covering. Oh, yeah. And it's First uh, Kings chapters 1 through 5. I think anybody paying attention, it was probably pretty easy, but hey, we got to stick to our things, you know? Our things. Got to do our things. Yeah, I mean, what if you label this episode wrong, and you've done that before? Right, and then somebody be like, wait, no, that said 1 through 5, not 20, God damn you. 27 through 95. What the fuck? Jesus. Stupid. What's wrong with him? So dumb. Yeah. Get your shit together, people. <laughs> so, Abishag. Let's talk about her name, for one thing. Abishag? Abishag. Okay. Um, it's kind of an odd name to us, but that doesn't mean anything, because 
you know. Yeah. We, these aren't in our regular vernacular. Right. So. When it comes to the Bible, nothing means anything. Right, right. So, but there is meaning in her name, although it's unclear which of these um, uh, combinations of words is is what it translates to. Okay. It could mean ignorance of the father or father's ignorance. Okay. Or father of wandering or wandering father. Got it. And then I made sure to type LOLOL <laughs> in my notes. So, but regardless of which of those it translates to, her name hints at a dubious parentage. Got it. Which is how she would end up um, at the whim of the state. Got it. Okay. So, um, the fact that David did not make Abishag his legal wife Mm -hmm. is explained as due to his refusal to exceed the traditional number of wives that kings were allowed, which which was 18. 18. So, apparently, according to that, he had 18 wives. Apparently. So, because he couldn't exceed it, so therefore... I thought, to be perfectly honest with you, I thought he had way more than that. Well, okay. I dug that up, like, in the recesses of uh, the interwebs. Sure. Like, the deep, dark back closet. I'll probably never be able to find it again. Right, right. Um, Most people argue over whether or not... She was his wife or his concubine. Like, there's a lot of arguments oh. both ways. Okay. Um, but it seems to lean towards actually that she's she was his wife. Even though they never got it on. Correct. Okay. Correct. And I'll get to that in a minute. All right. You knew I would. Yeah. So, um, that the fact that she was likely his wife, in spite of what I just said about the number of wives and that right. maybe she wasn't. Yep. Um, the fact that she was his wife kind of gets into why when Adoniah was like, I want her, why that was such an insult. Right, right. Because she either would have lived the rest of her life as a widow. Okay. Or as the conquering king's wife or concubine. Sure. So either a widow or Solomon's person. Right. In, yeah. in his entourage. Right. Or harem or whatever. Yeah. So... Um, I just thought that was interesting because there is so much contention, like Christians arguing back and forth among themselves and scholars offering evidence both ways, whether from history or from how they interpret the words actually written in the Bible. I find it, I find it intriguingly, um, uh, weird actually that so many people ascribe so much power and meaning to the Bible, when really because of translations, time, and what have you, even the best of um, best of, of of entries in there are riddled with errors and and questions. And questions We're because, just left with so many questions. Yeah, like they the the claim is that it's the word of God and stuff, and like, well, no, it's it's just not. Like right. at this Obviously. point, it's literally been interpreted. I think I saw somewhere like overall, it's been interpreted over fourteen thousand times. I. And don't even find you know, that slightly unbelievable. And if if that is actually factually the case, then how are you supposed to believe anything in there? Right. Like it's all just garbled shit at this point. Right. That's been refed through so many filters that it, it doesn't hold anything from the original text. So what why why would you claim that that is your proof of God? Right. Or the word of God or anything. Right. You know, like it just doesn't 
doesn't mean anything at this point as far as legitimate claims to God. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I, I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest. Sorry. No, I'm totally there with you. Um, in spite of the controversy back and forth as to whether or not she was his wife or his concubine, a lot of scholars believe that he that she was made his wife because the quote warm his bed yeah is usually meant to indicate matrimony got it okay because i didn't know that only a wife or a concubine could occupy his bed okay but to warm his bed is yeah. usually words that were lent to a wife got it so okay so we we should Based on that and based on um, when Adoniah wants to take her. Yeah. And I'm going to get into some of that in a bit. Yeah. Um, that tends, makes me tend to believe that she was his wife. Okay. All okay. right. Yep. Um, now I'm going to get into a couple of words here that may or may not strike you, but they may come off a little bit off topic. Okay. So just bear with me. Sure. Okay, so there's a word, bogeret. Bogeret. B-O-G-E-R-E-T. Okay. Which means adult daughter. And it's one who has reached the age of 12 and a half years and a day. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So at 12 and a half years plus one day, you're an adult. Got, okay. Okay. I, I disagree, but okay. I mean, no, so do I. So do I. Okay. The Hebrew word used to describe Abishag's age is na'ara, which is the word that refers to girls who are no older than 12 and a half years old. Okay. So she was somewhere between 12 and 12 and a half. Got it. Wow. Um, prepubescent child is, right. is what they're referred to. Yeah. Is what that word means. Okay. And then... Um, so during that time, she was an adult, but not allowed to um, go off with people. Got it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this 70-year-old motherfucking man married a 12-year-old child. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so gross. whether or not she was a wife or a concubine, whether the relationship was consummated. Does it even fucking matter? He, Solomon, or I, I wrote Solomon, but I meant David had a child climbing around naked in his bed. Right. That's disgusting. Right. Now, let's move on to the fact that um, he, the quote, I think, was he knew her not. Okay. And that meant that they didn't do it. They right. didn't have the sexes. Right, right. And... There is also a lot of question about whether that or not that is true. Really? Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most scholars, however, um, believe that no, they did not have sex and that that was written in because it was not a statement of his chastity, like what we thought, like, oh, David was pure, even, you know, he was so... I didn't think that. I thought he had erectile dysfunction, remember? He he exactly <laughs> had, had that. He exactly had that. It was to show readers exactly how old and feeble he actually was. Yeah. Because a man's power is closely linked to his virility. Ah. And so, by tradition, the well-being of the country depended entirely upon the physical capability of its monarch. So let me get this straight. I just want to clarify what I understand to be true here. Mm -hmm. They're talking about a 12 to 12 and a half year old girl mm -hmm. who married a 70 year old man who has erectile dysfunction mm -hmm. and um, he only didn't have sex with her um, to 
because, because he, he couldn't, he, was, he because wasn't he able, couldn't, and they wrote that into the Bible mm-hmm. to prove that he wasn't strong enough to lead Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it was a bad thing that right. he married the twelve-year-old, right? But that he couldn't have sex was a bad thing. Well, this is one of the many cases that um, a lot of Republican Christians use mm-hmm. as to allow for children to be married away. Wow! Because there are still a handful of states where child marriages are legal. Yeah, and. You do not need a parent's consent in most of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so there are some, you know, like in the case of um, religious um, places. Yeah. Like uh, communes or whatever they're called. Right. Um, don't need parents' permission in a lot of those. They just marry their daughters off. Yeah. Um, in the case of a child being raped, will often be married off to a rapist. Right. So this is the case one of the cases for that when they are searching for a way to justify that disgusting pedophilia I think we need to to cover at some point we need to do like a either a special episode or a Patreon episode about like some of the backward ass Christian laws that are in this country because mm-hmm. some of them are absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. and and wrong and and, like, how did we even let them put these things on the book? And who fucking wrote the... Like, I just... I don't understand how you can write this stuff or think this stuff or say this stuff and think it's okay in any way whatsoever at, at any time in the last at least thousand years. <laughs> you have I mean, I'm just saying, you know, so like... So much um, love and hope for mankind. That's cute. No, I, I don't. I just... I don't... I can't fathom right what goes through people's fucking heads that's all right i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me well the whole forced birth thing with the um fall of roe v wade yeah um is headed toward wanting to allow children to be married off right so that disgusting men can have sex with young girls sure and have it be okay yeah it's it's basically trying to justify what they're doing in the dark and make it acceptable in the light. Right. And it's gross. So Solomon's hold on the throne was not initially strong enough for him to kill the very popular Adoniah. We did not really get that. Um, yeah, I didn't either. When we were reading it. But apparently Adoniah was very popular. Okay. And since he was... The older brother, but by a concubine, not a wife. Mm. Um, he was popular and the older brother, so he was expecting for himself that he was going to be king. Got it. So okay. that's why he... Just went ahead and claimed it. Just went ahead and claimed it. Right. Because that would be easier than, you know, trying to work things out. Yeah, let's skip the fucking paperwork and I'll just go ahead and be king. Right. So the fact that he was popular made it to where when Solomon became king, um, he had to let his half-brother live. Remember, he was like, just behave the rest of your days and I'm not going to come after you. Yeah. Um, But he knew that that was not going to work. So... He had to have a really solid reason to have him executed. Sure. So he okay. set up a rule right off the bat. And well, I'm headed there. Yeah. I'm headed there. 
it is extremely unbelievable that Adoniah mm-hmm. approached Bathsheba with a request to help him get Abishag as his wife. Ah. Which, remember, we said at the time, like, why the fuck would he ask her? <laughs> right. And why the fuck would she then be like, so they cool, concoct, cool, cool, So you're saying they concocted the story then? I'm saying that it, it is likely... I don't know for a fact. I wasn't there. It would make sense that they concocted the story. It would make more sense than the fact that Adoniah was just like, hey, hey, um, Bathsheba. I want to challenge the king and marry that, that girl right. over there. Right, which um, what I had said at the time um, was that if he did that, that would give him further claim to the throne. Right. Because um, the person who fucked with the previous leader's uh, concubines and wives, his mm-hmm. harem, yeah. um, that lent him power because, you know, virility and sex and right, wiener, right. Yeah. wiener pride. So um, it's very much more likely that um, Bathsheba made this story up and told her son and told it publicly Okay. so that um, he would have a solid reason, Solomon would have a solid reason. Sure. Then just execute them. No trial, no hearing, no nothing. Just yeah. get them gone, call it done. Okay. All and right. that makes a lot of sense. I really like that theory because we questioned it at the time. Yeah. And we're not even scholars. We're dum-dums. Right, right. So yeah. that makes sense to me. What do you think? I think, yeah, that sounds legit. I mean, that sounds, that sounds like intrigue. possible... You know, reasoning and and the way it went down kind of sound like it almost sounds like her and uh, was it Nathan? I think mm-hmm. it sounds like they might have conspired to make this happen. Yeah, because they did plan. They did. They plan. planned how they were going to do it. So yeah, in the fact that they were already planning and scheming right. how to present this to David before would David make died, a lot of sense that maybe they were planning and scheming the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, I tend to think that. So, um, another thing is that. Uh, when Bathsheba um, went to the the castle or what the fuck ever to sure. hump David. Yeah, yeah. Um, when that happened. So remember at the time, I was like, that's gross. She didn't have a choice. She was, you yeah. know, taken and it was probably rape. Right. Well, there is some question about that. She might have actually gone willingly because um, the the fact that there would have been so many people knowing that she went back and forth yeah. through the castle. Um, it wasn't going to be a private affair. So when she got pregnant, like, everybody was going to know that it wasn't Uriah or what the fuck ever's okay. child. Yeah, fair enough. So that doesn't necessarily mean that, um, that she went willingly. But right. she might have been okay with it as an opportunist. Because if you look at her in the light of trying to make sure her son gets on the crown or gets on the throne. Yeah. And helping him maintain that power. Sure. She's very wily. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it put her and her son in a very good position. What well, made so. her the queen mother. Yeah. And apparently, um, we haven't Which read I don't that quite understand exactly because he had multiple wives before he came across Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did her son... End up being the second oldest, because he had multiple and like they I announced. Have no the, idea. Like I don't that that makes no sense to me in the timeline of things. So yeah, I have no idea how that works out. And I didn't think but, to ask that until just now, because you know 
whatever. Yeah, I'd have to like see a chart, but yeah. Um, but Bathsheba wasn't a concubine; she was a wife. Right, but he remember they they listed off all those wives that he married, like boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. and and they had children. Like they said, they had children. So like right. I'm like, what happened to all of them? I have no idea. Okay, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, they might have um, stayed with their moms in the other countries that they came from. Because a lot of them were political marriages. Got it. So, I I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But, be that as it may, she did become um, the queen mother and as such had great power. And she was the first monarch, or the first woman to assume that role of right. queen mother. Because, you know, this kingdom thing is still early yeah, stages. Yeah, right. So, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, a couple more things. Uh, the story of Bathsheba was edited by court storytellers during the reign of her son Solomon. Interesting. So as they started telling the story of this, so to, they they made the history of Bathsheba. They were the the story was doubtless influenced by Bathsheba and her son. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Interesting. Um, we we know only what they wanted us to know. Right. And also. What they were forced to acknowledge because it was already public knowledge. So what I'm gathering here is that she was kind of ruthless. That is my impression. And I didn't want to think of her that way because to me she was a victim. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and and I think that could still be the case just being a woman in those times. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, now here's the other side of it. Like they could have, she, maybe she's not ruthless. Maybe somebody uses her to be ruthless. The way somebody right? used Abishag. Right. Right. Yeah. So. So. I don't know. That that That's also a possibility. Right. Because Nathan wasn't invited to the True. thing either. So maybe Nathan was using Bathsheba to right. influence David to get, you know, Solomon, Solomon on there room. and then make things the way he wanted them to be. Right. right. He also had two sons that ended up being trusted advisors for um, Solomon once he made That things, is so. true. That is true. So Nathan ended up in a pretty light also. Right, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, just my two cents there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that any woman living during that time was a victim, but I also think that some had better chance to be opportunistic than others. Sure. And Bathsheba definitely ended up at the top of the heap. Right, right. So yeah. my feelings on her are a bit more ambiguous and gray. Right, I gotcha. So that's all I had for today. Okay. Well, that was, that was a good. I, I don't think I have anything much to add. It was. Um, we covered some stuff that makes a little bit more sense now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Bible is gross. Is gross. Yeah. I mean, I think that says it all. Right. The yeah. Bible is gross, guys. I I I still so I, I okay. We were talking earlier. Sorry, just one one last thing here. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier how. The story of David and Ab- 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 Abishag. Abishag. Yeah, that one. Um, we were talking how that people use that to justify um, weddings of young girls, mm-hmm. even in the United States, right? Yes. Um, I, I find it really, really odd that we take a story, any story, from the Old Testament to justify anything about fucking marriage when... These people married so many goddamn people. Right. And, like, there was no rules defined for marriage at this time other than if you were... 
like the shoe giving thing. Like right. there, there's some really weird traditions at this point. Weird in our eyes. Yeah, but there is certainly no one man, one woman. There, right. It, it, there's no defined role for what marriage looks like right. in the time of the Israelites. Right. I just, I find it odd that these things are still used to justify those types of things. I find, I find it odd that the Old Testament is used to justify any motherfucking thing. True. It's, it's so archaic and stupid. Right. I just don't understand why. It makes so, no fucking sense. It really doesn't. Okay, that's it. I'm rant done. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was our Q&A for today. And uh, tomorrow we will be back with... Sacrilegious Book Club. <laughs> and then also the um, weekly replay. Yeah, we'll be back with those. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Husband. Wife. Are you ready? Am I ready for what? Sacrilegious Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever not going to laugh at that. It's so stupid. <laughs> it really is. All right, before we forget, what pages are we going over today? Today we are going over Asimov's Guide to the Bible. We're in the book of Genesis covering pages 100 to 117 and wrapping up book of Genesis. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And what kind of shit are we getting into today? Oh, so much. I mean... So much, huh? We're going to talk about Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat. And things and, and whatnot. And Jacob's sons. And th- it's mostly that stuff. Okay. So... All right. I mean, it's some pretty good shit, though. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and uh, get on into this, huh? Let's get on into this. Okay, couple notes before we jump right in. Okay. Um, first of all, I just want to say that a lot of this is going to be recapping um, the famous stories that we're familiar with from that section of the Bible that we already covered. I mean, I would expect that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, but more so than I have done in previous episodes of the Sacrilegious Book Club. <laughs> So I just want to make sure that that's put out there that, yes, I know some of this is reiterating. Yeah. But um, there was so much geography, and he he concentrated on that a lot as well. And I didn't include the parts that weren't really as interesting to me. Okay. Okay? All right. So this is why you should get the book and read along. Right, because there's more to it. There's way more to it. I'm just telling you the parts that I found interesting. Sure. Or that I felt like sharing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just wanted to put that out there. Okay. I'm definitely not a seasoned professional in um, summarizing this book. But you know what I'm really enjoying about this so far? What? Is that of all the things that we're doing, this is holding us accountable for what we've said in our podcast. Like, (laughs) we have to go back and analyze, oh, well, we were wrong about that, or we were right about that, or whatever, you know? yeah. Yeah. Like that's I'm really liking that aspect of this. So and and it is serving as a neat um, side by side with where we're at now because where we're at now is with David, right? And well, David's son Solomon now. Yeah. Um, in our weekly and daily podcast, that's where we're at. Yeah. But so here, this is bringing up some of the old promises and some mm-hmm. of the old things that are still relevant, but maybe like kind of lost in our time frame that we've been doing this thing right and this this helps tie some of that back up yeah that i i need things 
um, pointed out for me. I don't always get the relevance. I don't always connect the dots. Right. So this is really helping with that. Yeah. And um, that's one of the other things that I wanted to say. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So starting on page 100 with um, the section called Hamor the Hivite. Hamor the Hivite. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. Like, I just reread my notes on this. And my notes do not include anything about Hamor or Hivites. Okay. So, sorry, I don't know why that section was called that. I don't recall it at this point. That was um, 17 pages ago. Got it. So, okay. okay. What I did uh, take notes on was just the recap of the story as it, as it stands with uh, Jacob and Leah. Okay. And their daughter Dinah was raped by yeah. the Prince of Sheshem. Right. And that rapey prince wanted to marry Dinah, but the sons of Jacob would only allow this if all the males of the city would agree to be circumcised. This is one of my favorite stories back then. Right. It was such a great story. While they were still healing, the sons of Jacob struck at the town to avenge the rape. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. It was great shit. It was horrible and wonderful. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a quote here from um, Asimov that I thought... I couldn't phrase it any better, so I just yeah. quoted it directly. Right. It is not likely that two individual human beings would attack a city. Rather, this is a war of tribes represented by their eponyms. Okay. So this gets into that thing that I say every episode, which is these people were not actual persons. Right. They are eponyms representing entire tribes of people, which, let me explain that. Um what more likely happened is that an attack on the city of Sheshem, the tribe, in an attack on the city of Sheshem, the tribe of Dinah was defeated and utterly destroyed oh. and then avenged by the tribes of Simon and Levi, oh. who must have suffered greatly. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And this kind of comes back into play a couple times later. Um, immediately, we see Simon and Levi were among the weep- weakest tribes later. Okay, yeah. Because Simon was eventually absorbed by Judah. Right. And the Levites never held land, were never warriors, and only served in a priestly function. Right. So, that makes a lot of sense. Right, right. Okay, moving on, the next section um, is Ephrath on page... 101, I believe. Okay. I accidentally left off part of the digit because <laughs> I'm a dumbo. So I think it's it's either 100 or 101. Got it. Okay. Um, Jacob bounced after that mess. He yeah. was like really upset with his sons for doing that. And he was like, we got to get out of here. Right. And so they had to stop during their travels for Rachel to give birth to Benjamin, which is Jacob's youngest son and the only one born in Canaan. Got it. Okay. okay. Rachel, and wasn't that the only one that was actually Rachel's child? No, Joseph. Oh, oh jo- that's right. Okay, that okay. Joseph was his favorite. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Because Joseph was his firstborn by Rachel. That's Not right. his firstborn, but his firstborn by Rachel, whom he loved. Right, okay. And then Benjamin was the last of his children born also by, by Rachel. Rachel. Right. And worse, Rachel died giving birth right. and was buried beside the road to Ephrath, yep. a.k.a. Bethlehem. Got it. Okay. Yep. So that's just a quick reminder. Sorry, I'm just trying to at. remember, like, you no, know. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I mean, I didn't remember a lot of this, so that's why it's it's helpful that we're going back through this yeah. in, a, in a different perspective kind of way. Right, yeah. So the next section is Billa, which that was the other um, 
uh, handmade, not, oh. hand, not handmade, concubine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the servants. Right. Um, that section starts on page 102. Okay. And Reuben, the oldest son, and he's the name I was trying to remember before mm-hmm. um, in one of our other episodes that was actually um, one of our week or one of our daily readings of where we're at. Yeah. So not in a previous book one. Right. Okay. Right. Um, Reuben, who was Jacob's oldest, um, boinked Jacob's concubine, Billa. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. And that's going to come back to bite him too. Right. Okay. What probably actually really happened though, is that the tribe of Reuben attempted to seal its position as leader, quote unquote, firstborn. Yeah. He was the firstborn. By uh, uh, Leah, I think, or maybe one of the other, wh- whoever the other um, maid was. Oh. Uh, Zip, Zippa or some shit like that. <laughs> Zipper is got how it. I remember. Yeah, sure, okay. Um, but anyway, he got spanked. And so Reuben played a minor role thereafter. Yeah. And didn't survive long. Got so it. that is likely what happened. Got it. Okay, because never forget, these are not individual persons. Right, they're tribes. They're stories describing Larger actual, events. Right. Okay. Yep. Next section is Amalek, page 102. Okay. Isaac dies at the age of 180. Okay. Highly unlikely. Right. And Amalek, one of Esau's descendants, and Esau, remember, was the son of Isaac. Yep. And is the eponym of the Amalekites. Okay. And is the last of the eponyms of the non-Israelite nations. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I just thought that was interesting to take note of. Okay. Next section is Seir the Horite, page 103. Okay. And I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote in my notes because it made me laugh. Okay. Hivite, Horite, Hittite, whatever. Because they're basically all interchangeable. Oh, okay. Um, they're they're used in different places, but they're all essentially the same thing. Their confusion is caused by the intermingling Got of it. the Edomite invaders with cultures already dwelling in that land. Got it. So sometimes they're referred to as one. Sometimes so there, the there other, are distinctions, but, but they're very close in what we they... wouldn't know what those distinctions are. Right. Okay. They barely knew what they were. Got it. Got it. So um, that's why Hivite, Horite, Hittite, whatever. Right. I gotcha. Okay. Next section is Bela and Jobab on page 105. Okay. The Edomite kingship, interestingly enough, was not hereditary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The first two kings listed are Bela and Jobab. And then there was a couple of interesting notes there. Belab, son of Beor... Um, made some scholars wonder, wait, did they mean Balaam, son of Beor? Like Balaam of the talking ass? Really? Like, what? And then they were like, nah, probably not. Or or at least Asimov was like, eh, very unlikely. Right. But then Jobab is like, wait, did they mean Job? Like the book of Job? Right. And then um, Asimov to that question says, maybe... Hmm. Compare this chapter of Genesis to the book of Job. Interesting. So um, he made some different comparisons there. We haven't read Job yet, though. So I didn't want to really... Delve into it too much. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of keep that in mind when we get there. Right. So we can kind of analyze that a little bit. Yeah, go back and maybe take a look. Right. Yeah. So 
uh, note to self. Right, right. Jobab, Job. Right. Okay. Got it. Next section is Potiphar, page 105. Okay. So Jacob's favorite son was Joseph, remember? Yeah, of course. And he was born of his wife, Sarah. Right. Oh, I thought it was Rachel. I did too. Yeah, I think. I guess Sarah, so. No, it's Rachel. I just fucked up. Oh. Wait, what's Okay, are you sure? No. (laughs) Wait. Wait, who are we talking? We're talking about Jacob, Jacob, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, anyway... I'm pretty sure it was Rachel. Why did I write Sarah? I, I think I think I fucked that up. So, but anyway, Jacob's son, Joseph, he was the favorite. And he was a spoiled, tattletale brat. Okay. Because he was the favorite, you know? And his brothers wanted to kill him. Because, you know, he was a brat. Yeah. But the two oldest siblings nixed that idea. And apparently there were two separate stories... That were combined into one. And these stories were Reuben, the oldest brother, was the northern tradition. And Judah, the next oldest, was from the southern tradition. Okay. Um, Because remember, Israel and Judah split. Right, right. And so um, there were kind of two stories of how that story, or of how um, murdering Joseph got nixed. Got it. And... So it would depend on who you asked as to which tradition is the correct way that that happened. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, the brothers sold Joseph to passing nomads from which he is carried to Egypt and purchased by Potiphar. Right. Remember? Yeah. Okay. And Potiphar, interestingly enough, um, means he whom Ra gave. So... Hmm. It's more of a power name than... It's a title, not an actual name of the person. Okay. Okay? Yep. Okay, next section is Ferez and Zara, page 106. Okay. Okay? So Judah, which was one of the sons of Jacob... Yep. He slept with Tamar, a woman who had originally been married to two of his sons. Interesting. So there's this guy named Judah. Yeah. And he has some sons... And both of them were married to this Tamar chick at different times. Okay. And then Judah slept with her. Wow. That's gross, fun. right? I think I kind of remember that. That was messed yeah. up. That comes back to bite him in the ass. Yeah. And each of them had died young and childless. Okay. Okay. So that's after that happened, he took her as his wife and, and boinked her. Gotcha. Except I don't know if he really married her or not. But right. anyway, twins were born to Judah. Okay. Okay. Zara or Zara, uh-huh. depending on which um, interpretation okay. you're reading, stuck his hand out first. So he was like almost the firstborn, but then wasn't because he pulled back. Got it. So technically, Faraz or Perez, again, depending on the interpretation, was yeah. born first. Okay. Technically. Got it. Okay. The twins are actually eponyms of the two chief clans of the tribe of Judah. Okay. So... The one tribe is, um, for Zara, the Zarthites or the Zarahites. Gotcha. Depending on if you're saying Zara or... And they only briefly, like, in the Bible, they don't touch on the clans as much. There was, Mm-mm. like, one chat, one book where they kind of got into it a little bit. Yeah. But it, it wasn't as big of a deal. Well, and I had no idea that um, these are eponyms of... Right, right. Like, no, I, that... that's not how it reads, right? Right, so... exactly. Like, I thought they're telling the story of individual persons. Right. Not 
um, tribes of people. Right. And that they made up stories but to it, remember it the history. But it does make sense because it was an oral history mm-hmm. that they would make it a simplified personal story. Exactly. To hand down as opposed to all No, the, yeah, it you know, totally makes sense after knowing that. Right. Like, right. oh, duh. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I could never have known that without right. reading outside the Bible. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the one tribe was the Zarthites or the Zarahites, and the other one was the Farzites or the Perizzites. And FYI, David and therefore all the subsequent Judean kings were Perizzites. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Not Parasites. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next section, Pharaoh of Joseph, because yes. we're going to get into a different Pharaoh of somebody else. Okay. All okay? right. Yep. Um, page 107. Um, and I wrote, anyways, back to Joseph. Sometimes <laughs> my notes crack me up. So I just like to share them because I'm funny yes, to myself. Yes. So Joseph is cast into prison because he wouldn't boink Potiphar's wife. So she falsely me tooed him. Right. You know, yeah, accused I him that. of that was, rape because yeah. she's a bitch. Right. Right. And I think we said at the time that if you guys have not seen the movie, um, it's a musical, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Y'all <laughs> are missing it. out. Yeah. It's so good. Right. And it, it tells this whole story in a really good way. Right. That it, makes a lot of sense. As I recall, once he's in jail, he starts prophesizing, right? Um, He had been interpreting dreams before that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what caused, one of the things that caused his brothers to want to sell, well, kill him and then sell him instead. But had he been prophesizing for Potiphar? I couldn't remember. I can't remember he's if he not, was or not. He's not there yet. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. He had not been. So as far as Egypt is concerned, they don't know that he's prophesizing yet. Correct? I don't think so. Um, he might have been. Uh, it doesn't really say if he was doing that or not. Got it. But he had been doing that before sure. in his own life. Right, right, right. I, I just don't know if once he got sold into slavery if he was doing it. Okay. So, um he he like with his brothers had um had a dream that he prophesied that um hey guess what i had this dream that y'all are gonna bow to me someday and they yeah. were like fuck that mm, but it happens pissant. so right you know fuck but them. that's but that's why they sold him right they were like fuck you we're tired of your shit <laughs> right so um he interprets dreams while he's in jail as one does right you know that happens to me every time I go to jail. Yeah. So Pharaoh's previously jailed butler brought Joseph to Pharaoh's attention. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prosperity will be followed by famine. So plan accordingly is basically, you know, what yeah. the dream got interpreted to be. Right. And just like that, which that's a, I'm giving you a call to um, uh, Sex in the City. Oh. Um, she always says, and just like that. Got it. Joseph went from jail to prime motherfucking minister of Egypt. Yeah, he did. Noise. I was like, that was a fast ascension. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I'm just like that. Right. Because it worked. Yeah, there. yeah. Okay. So the Egyptians were isolated and thus xenophobic. So why was Pharaoh being so cool toward a gasp Hebrew slave right? slash Asian foreigner? Yeah. Right? That makes no sense, right? I mean, I'm asking you. Yeah, no, it makes yeah. no sense. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm with you here. Okay. Mm, once again, the Raiders of Genesis missed an entire period of history. Oh. During which time Egypt was invaded by Asian, force, Asian forces. Oh. Yeah. So, like, the pharaoh might have even been... I'm getting there. Okay. All yep. Right. So, Hyksos means foreign kings. Okay. And there was a whole period of them in Egypt 
during which they ruled. Interesting. Yeah. Beginning in 1730 BCE, there was little to no political boundary between Egypt and Canaan. Wow. So the same power ruled over both. Interesting. That's really cool. Pharaoh was likely, this pharaoh was yeah. likely a Hyksos ruler. Okay. Who found in Joseph a fellow Semite, which would make it only natural to place Egyptians under a Semitic leader. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, oh my. Right. That makes things make a little more sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not that it like impacts the story one way or the other, but it just makes it, oh, okay. Cool, well, I have cool, a cool. question. Are we, are they still like, so... These are still representations of tribes, though, right? Or not? Like, is is this an actual story of a supposed person, or is this a representation of a tribe? That I don't know. Okay. Because um, that's where I get confused with the the liking them to tribes versus right. liking them to people, because this seems very specifically a personal story. Like, it's and it's one of I the first ones in the Bible, right? Like, yeah. it's very personal. It's very... Um, I think it's probably a combination of both. Okay. Because... Um, the the ones that came before, they were all eponyms. Right. Right? And now we're getting into some, like you said, very specific events happening where this Hyksos ruler um, is very likely granting power to some other Semitic person. A specific person. Right. Right. And so I, I think maybe it's a bit of both. Okay. Or even a bit of rewriting to make it be both. Sure. I, I maybe, don't know. Maybe, maybe the Bible is written conveniently to go whatever way they want it to go? Kind of like um, Trump recently endorsed, I forget what state it was, he endorsed a guy named Eric. And there were three Eric's running. <laughs> and so one of them had dropped out, but the other two both claimed that it, he was endorsing them. Yeah. Everybody understood that he wasn't ever endorsing his son, Eric. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But but now he's able to say, yeah, yeah, who, whichever one wants, that's the one I meant. Speaking of Trump, I, I just have to say it because it was like one of my favorite things I've seen in a while. I shared a picture with you the other day. Yes. And it was of uh, Trump, um, grab, like he had his hand on, on uh, Josh Hawley's uh, shoulder. Yes. And it says, live shot of Trump grabbing, grabbing a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the best fucking thing ever. Uh, I'm it, like, this is amazing. It only makes sense if you understand the reference of Josh, Hall, Josh Hawley um, running away, running and... away during the January 6th um, insurrection. Yeah, um, which that shot came out during the January 6th hearings. Right, so, and, and if you understand the grabbing him by the pussy rest for reference that right. you know Trump did. Yeah, so. so, yeah, it takes a little bit of uh, understanding a lot of but what's man, been going on, I've but been, that's I, a good I, just, I had to share that, because that was such a great, such a great picture. <laughs> that was <awesome. laughs> Like, that was amazing. I really liked that. Mm, yeah. Okay, next section, the river, and then Asimov has in parentheses, Nile. Okay. <laughs> Page 110. So, the Greek historian Herodotus, okay. and a famous phrase called, and a famous let me start over. I'm getting myself. Okay. So the Greek historian Herodotus was a, a famous, you know, historian, whatever. Sure. Um, there was a famous phrase that he used in his works. Okay. Call, which called Egypt the gift of the Nile. Oh, okay. Instead of like vice versa, like you would think that it would be um, Egypt. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, anyway, so Egypt <laughs> was the gift of the Nile. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay. Fair enough. Just leave it there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm having a hard time, like, reading my notes sometimes. It's and fine. then I'm like, what did I mean there? So just leave it. Okay. We're going to leave it. <laughs> just leave it. Okay, anyway, the Nile is the longest river in the world. Yes. Yes. True. We all know that. Okay, the Nile flood is derived from the annual rains that fall not in Egypt. Okay. But in East Central Africa, far upstream. Got it. Huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Okay. That's it for that section. Okay. The next one is it called... Never, it, it, I always forget that water runs towards the equator. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever I'm looking at a map, I always think the Nile runs down. But then, like, you're, like, East Cent- Central Africa, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it goes that way. Because mm-hmm. I forgot so those rivers run up. Do they really? They do. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. That's so interesting. And also toilet bowls spin the other way, you know. Wow. So I didn't know that. Everything goes, yeah. Oh, wow. I just learned a thing right now. <laughs> like, on, the, on, on this podcast, you literally just heard my brain pop as the light bulb went on. <laughs> interesting. Okay, the next section is called on. Like, turn on, on your brain. Okay. On page 112. Got it. Joseph Mary Potiphar's daughter, Azanath. Which I think is a fucking awesome name. Yeah. And I, I don't recall reading that. I but, don't either. But, but it happened. I he didn't even know Potiphar's that he had married. Daughter. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Okay. I'll take that as true. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, true in so far as the Bible said so. Right, right. Well, Asimov told us it, so it can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, on is also a, another word for anu. A-N-U. Anu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that city was of great religious important importance where they worship the Egyptian sun god Ra. Okay. Okay. Yep. And I'm going somewhere with this, so try to follow me even though I'm not really trustworthy. <laughs> so the Egyptians called that religious center Pa-Ra or House of Ra. Okay. The Hebrew Beth Shemesh called it the House of the Sun. Okay. And the Greeks renamed it Heliopolis, which is City of the Sun. And that's current day Cairo. Ah, okay. Got so um, this is like totally off topic, but there's this these um, really tall obelisks, two of them called Cleopatra's Needles. Okay. And they were taken out of Heliopolis where they stood in Alexandria for almost two millennia. Wow. Before being moved and re-erected, one in London and one in New York's Central Park. Really? And they are still there. there to this day? Yes. <laughs> For real. For real. Yeah, no, I got you. Like, I, you. I was like, get the fuck out. And so I looked them up. And, How, that's, yeah. that's, there's got to be a story behind why they're there. Um, they were gifted um, by various people. I think the one in London was gifted to pay off a debt, like a monetary debt. Got it. And the one in New York was gifted... I forget why it was some like political. Congratulations thing. on being a country. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. I think it was just like some political move. Okay. Like you give somebody, you know, like you know, you throw paper towels at some people and other I people. I feel you like give putting a thousands-year-old um, monument in Central Park is a bad idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, like... like, it's got to be, like, close to ruin by now, right? You would think, like... But m- I think most people don't realize what it is. Probably not. And... They're just like, oh, yeah, that thing. I've Whatever. just added that to my list of things I must see before right. I die. No, that, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, Next thousands time we go to of New years York, old 
things. That's yeah. really interesting. Cleopatra's needles. Right. And, okay. and it's in the United States. Like, yeah. how many thousands of year old things can you see in the United States, right? That you could just walk up to and be like, sup. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to stop reading for a minute and be like, hang on a sec, what? That's one of the reasons I want to visit other countries, because we're such a new country. Mm-hmm. Everything here is just so fucking new. Like, that's why whenever I was studying history, because... As a kid, I grew up overseas, and then as a child um, in the States, like, I, I moved around. I never, like, felt any kind of connection with the States. Yeah. And so history class was always really stupid and boring because I'm like, who the fuck does the U.S. think they are? Why do I have to, like, that? they've only been around a couple hundred years. Who gives a shit about that? Well, and them? you know me. I grew up here in the same place my mm-hmm. whole life, basically, mm-hmm. and I have a deep understanding of what local history is and mm-hmm. United States history and it means a lot to me. So Which I can't relate we grew up with to two from all. two different like perspectives. Now yeah. I also like to relate to the world history of things too. Mm-hmm. So I I very much appreciate how everything brought us to the point that we're at. Um so I'm rambling here. I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not really just, but for, yeah. For myself, like, I never thought I liked history until I got into college and I took a history class that was about um, other cultures. Right. And it was a humanities class that actually concentrated on, like, music and architecture and art right. from as influenced by historical events around the world and the United States wasn't even hardly mentioned. And I was like, Oh my God, this history class was written for me. Yeah. Even just in human history, we're a blip on the freaking radar. Right. So, right. I mean, it's what it is, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, this is interesting stuff to me, but I, I really want to go see Cleopatra's needles. Yeah. I'm with you there. Both of them. We should do it. But definitely the one in New York, there's no reason not to. Right. Agreed. Okay, so next section is Goshen, page 113. And I'm not going to lie, when I first read that, I was thinking Goku, (laughs) which is an anime. And I don't know why, but it just sounds like an anime. Yeah, see, when you said it, I was thinking Goshen, Indiana. Oh. Because it's nearby, so. Goshen? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, so... That was what first crossed my mind. but Indiana just passed the U.S.'s first um, almost near complete um, no abortions. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. That's what I'm thinking of. In no way of. whatsoever. Right. That's what I'm thinking of when I hear Indiana. Yeah. Well, I mean. Fuck you, Indiana. That's also where Pence came from, so it's not got a lot of things going for it. Right. Fuck Pence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care that he didn't um, do the Trump insurrection thing. Yeah. But I don't care that that was the his right, that's final the, that's line. That's the only thing that keeps him from being like complete hatred, right? Uh, Essentially, whatever. That I he still hate up, him. That he he stood up that last minute and said, "Okay, we're not going to completely ruin the United States." But it, but he helped get us here. So right. Fuck him. Yeah. Okay. So Goshen, page one thirteen. So Jacob and his wife Azanath had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Okay. okay. And Egypt proffered so. Proffered. Prospered. Yeah. It prospered. Yep. So when famine struck, they were ready. Yay. Yay. Okay. But Canaan suffered, obviously. They did not have the memo. Right. So they didn't prep. Yeah. So Jacob's sons had to go to Egypt to buy grain because they were like, oh my God, we're all starving to death. Right. And Joseph pretended to be rough with them just to see if they changed. Sure. Because from his perspective, he was like, um, 
you guys didn't mind hurting me knowing that it was going to hurt dad. Right. And that's fucked up. Like, yeah. you put your own feelings first, even knowing it would hurt dad. So I'm going to see if you guys are still like that by taking his other favorite son, the right. youngest, Benjamin, right. and um, making you guys, you know, have to give him up. Right. And seeing if you will at all uh, let that happen. Which right. we know um, the brothers would not give up Benjamin. And so um, they showed that they had truly changed. Because right. they were like, no, take me as slave in his place. And please, this would hurt our father so much. Bah! So Joseph revealed himself as being alive and well. And the brothers were invited to live in Egypt. And the Pharaoh welcomed them, yep. which is amazing. Right. And the family moved to the land of Goshen in Egypt. Got it. Okay. Yep. Yay. They all lived happily ever after the end. Right? Sure. Um, so the next chapter is the last, or the next section is the last one in Asimov's Guide to the Bible, the book of Genesis. Right. Called Ephraim and Manasseh, page 114. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is so interesting to me, this final section. Yeah. So Jacob blessed Joseph's sons as his own on his deathbed. Right. Which we kind of remember. I remember that happening, but I also remember, like, what does that mean? Like, Wasn't he's just that like, the one with the right hand and the left hand and he crossed them and stuff? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but I remember us going, like, so he just was like, oh, you're my sons now. And we were like, right. oh, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, that was weird. It, it was, but it wasn't. Um, okay. Because when he took them on his deathbed, that is part of what created the 12... Um, Tribes. The 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. So we've got Reuben, Simon, Judah, and Dan, Gad, Issachar, Zebulon, and Asher, Naphtali, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh. Got it. Oh, and don't forget Levi, except for ha 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 fooled you because that would be 13, not 12. But Levi never amounted to much beyond becoming a landless priestly caste, so they don't count. Womp womp. Got it. So okay. we are still talking in... Like, essentially, the whole book of talking about where Joseph was talked about, mm -hmm. that was still um, references to them as tribes, I'm assuming. I think so. I think so. In, in a way. Like, you know, I mean, may, maybe maybe that, maybe Joseph was a tribe that had power in Egypt of some type. You know what I mean? Like, that's maybe more likely what the case might have been. Right. Right. And, yeah. I don't know. And then they came to some sort of a treaty when they came back to... Who knows? But yeah, it sounds like they're, because they're treating them as tribes here where they're mm -hmm. bringing them back into the loop. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's why I said, I think that it was probably a bit of both. Got it. You know? Yeah. Um, but regardless, Joseph, because his sons were named mm -hmm. um, as um, Jacob's sons. Yeah. Um, in, a, in essence, he got two tribes. So a lot of times Ephraim and Manasseh were referred to as Joseph's tribes. Got it. Or the Josephian tribes or whatever. Sure. Even though they were his sons. Yep. And so, thus, these children, Jacob's grandsons, received the birthright ahead of Reuben, the oldest brother. Got it. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, you know what? I apologize. I have one more interesting little section. Okay. I forgot about. Sorry. Okay. So, the last section for realsies is called <laughs> Judah. And it's on page 116. Okay. Okay. And so Reuben was dismissed. He was the oldest, right? But he was dismissed for his 
seduction of Bella. Remember we talked about that? Yep. And so this is this is Jacob like going on and doing his like blessing on his deathbed thing. Yep. Okay? So he's like, Reuben, you suck. Right. Okay? Yeah. And then he gets to Simon along with Levi and um he they were dismissed because of their raid on Sheshem after Dinah's rape. Right. Okay? right. So you guys suck, you're out. Yep. Okay. Judah, he enthusiastically praised, and David, who descends from Judah, establishes the peace and stability of Israel. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And it was the um, people who were putting, the priests who were putting this together, like, went back and were like, and Judah, he enthusiastically praised because, right. you know, because Judah's tribe the turned big, out well. Yeah, right. Right? They're very, very centrally important in the Bible story. Mm-hmm. So... So the rest were mostly noted favorably, and I'm not going to name those off, but Joseph's tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, yep. are praised exuberantly and at length. Yeah. But what's interesting is that they didn't necessarily um, amount to much, Right. but the stories were compiled at the time when they were doing Got well. It. Yeah. So. So, yeah. <laughs> oopsies. History pulled out you well, didn't work out so well yeah you're wrong you you didn't prophesy very well right right so that that's funny yeah jacob died at age 147 nope which but you recall the last person that i said died um, was 180 was 180 yeah so you see how we're doing that we're, we're moving down closer to that realistic time frame yes yes and um he was brought back to canaan to be buried in the cave of Machpelah. With his grandparents, Abraham and Sarah. Right. Oh, see, that's where I got the Sarah from. Yeah. Abraham and Sarah. Right. Yeah, I knew Jacob's no, was, wife was Rachel. Rachel. You were, yeah, yeah, I looked it up after you said that. I didn't, oh, okay. You were still going on about stuff, so I just let it slide. But yeah, yeah it was Rachel. Yeah. See, I, I wrote it wrong, but I said it correct. Right. Yes. My brain works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, he went back to the cave of Machpelah where his grandparents, Abraham and Sarah, were buried. Yep. Along with his parents, Isaac and Rebecca, and one of his wives, Leah. Got it. Now, Rachel wasn't buried in that cave because, remember, she, she was... turned to... She died on the side. Oh, that's the right. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah, buried yeah. along... Giving birth to Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joseph died about 50 years later at age 110. Got it. Now so, we're down in a realistic time frame now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, which, See how they did that? They just moved right down that scale there. Mm -hmm, like, hmm. Now mm -hmm. we're now we're gonna die at regular ages now. Yep. Sounds regular ish good. ages. Right. So um, when we go into Exodus next Saturday. Yeah. Um, or Sunday. Sorry. Next yeah, Sunday. Right. Um, that'll that picks up four hundred years after this. Right. So okay. I don't know if you recall that, but. Um, at that point, like, that's when Egypt forgot that Joseph and all of his people there right. are awesome or whatever. Yeah. And so they had to they're, leave. they're enslaved. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when we start the book of Exodus, that starts on page 118 and goes through page 153. Okay. And the uh, sections that we'll be covering are Exodus, Ephraim, Pharaoh of the oppression. Okay. Pithom and Ramses, the daughter of Pharaoh, Moses, Midian, Pharaoh of the Exodus, mm -hmm. Horeb, Jehovah, Aaron, just kidding, Aaron, <laughs> the magicians of Egypt, which okay. I was like, what? Yeah. Passover, Abib, 
the Red Sea, Pihaharoth, Omer, Amalek, Joshua, Cherubim, the Urim and the Thummim, and the Molten Calf. Awesome. Okay. You know, I have to say one thing. What's that? Passover. I never, like, that was, when when we read about Passover, I was like, Jesus, that is some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Passover is some fucked up shit. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's just this innocuous, like, like we celebrated today, holiday whatever. thing that we sell that we quote unquote celebrate or whatever. We know about it. We know about we it. Yeah, I, I've never. Name. Have you ever celebrated Passover? I have. Um, not myself, but my parents did and do, and mm. I knew about it. I I knew that it existed. I never knew that anybody ever celebrated it, but like it happens. And then when I found out like what it was, right. I was aghast. I'm like, this is fucking horrible, guys. Right. Like, why? Jesus. Why are we? And if you don't remember, just wait until we talk about this again Mm -hmm. next week because Passover is fucking trash. Well, I don't know that we'll get to it next week. Um, It'll be in the weeks to come. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because it looks like it's far down the list Wait, Wait till we get to Passover sometime in the near-ish future. One of these Sundays coming up there. Yeah, because Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck Passover. Fuck Passover. Yeah, right? It's disgusting. Yeah. All right. Well, is that all we got for today? That's all we got for today's Sacrilegious Book Club. All right. Let's wrap this up. And uh, don't forget, we also have our uh, weekly replay replay today, if that's your thing, Um, Mm -hmm. which you're probably not listening to the single episode if you listen to the replay, so... I don't know why I even said that, but whatever. <laughs> anyway. On Monday, we will be back with First Kings chapter 6. Yeah, that. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.